Hello, hello! On today's show, we're going to talk about Thor Love and Thunder, the latest Potterverse movie. Uh, we're going to give some love to some awesome Transformer toys. And we're got, we've got a brand new segment, a surprise segment from Mike. Welcome to your favorite live streaming podcast, Comics and Collectibles in the Crawl Space by Acceler Comics. As usual, I am your fourth or fifth favorite podcaster, for real, Kevin. And I've got two amazing gentlemen with me. Uh, do you want to say, hey, what's up, Mike? Hey, everyone. It is good to be here. And, of course, Patrick. Hey, everybody. The second word of the fun fan freebie phrase for the week of July 10th, 2022 is excited. Note, the first word of the phrase has been completely edited out of this podcast. Stay tuned after the closing of this podcast for the details of the giveaway, as well as how to get the first and third words of the phrase. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Good. That's an awesome background you got going on there, Mike. I can't wait to hear what's going on there. Oh, thank you. The Hulk's kind of, uh, Banner's kind of losing his grip on the gotcha. monster. Gotcha, okay. Um, so I guess the first thing we want to do, before, uh, you kind of lead off the show now with setting up the Profit Profits, right? Right, yep. So here we go. Um, here are the covers for... 10 open order comic books coming out this upcoming week, uh, July 13th. And the Excel group and our families have selected our top three favorites. In order for you to win the Profit Profits contest, uh, <laughs> I got to change this. It says join us. <laughs> Hopefully you're already joining us. Uh, during today's live stream, comment the three covers that you think we selected as our three favorites. Uh, the cutoff time for the submission will be announced at the beginning of my pick three segment and the winner or winners will receive their choice of one comic book listed in the 10. we'll ship it to you free and we'll cover the postage so i'll run down real quick you can go over to the facebook page and uh, look at the larger uh picks of them so we have daredevil number one marco Cicchetto, star wars bounty hunters 25 giuseppe lamanukoi course i have to read all these wolverine 23 adam kubert and which doesn't sound right but it is king spawn 12 philip tan norse mythology 3 number 6 david mack mandalorian number one addy granov spider punk number three takashi okazaki that's a fun one to say uh rogues number three sam wolf Connolly. fortnite zero wars 2 uh lino francis U, and batman urban legend 17 sebastian Fury, Fury Mara. 
So head on over, have a look, and submit your guess. I really, really hope someone wins. Yeah, we, me too. Yeah, I really, uh, I know we all really want somebody to get that done because we're we're making some progress over the last few weeks, and it's really exciting. Obviously, we got the first fun fan freebie phrase winner a couple weeks ago, uh, and to talk about that next, we officially have a new fun fan freebie phrase for this week. So once again, to test my fellow hosts, what was the last fun fan freebie phrase? I fail. Easily influenced viewer, something like that. Close. Do you have it? Do you have any of the words, Mike? Come on. Besides easily and I, I wrote it down last week, but I, I the thing is I don't pay attention to it because I I, I can't win it. And nobody's right. after me on the street for inside information. <laughs> right. But in case they do, I don't want to have it. <laughs> so it was easily pleased. There you go. Right. Yeah. Of course I kind of thought I, I interjected myself on that one, you know, after a conversation we had right before the last time we changed it or whatever. Uh, but the first word of the next fun fan freebie phrase is, and just to give an update on that too, it currently has three books in the prize pool. Crimson Rain number five, Jurassic League number two, and the new Fantastic Four number one. And I also wanted to tell anybody, I was thinking about this actually during the uh, recap segment that I posted on YouTube, <laughs> that the prize pool is only supposed to be filled with get it or higher reviews. And in that recap it says i don't i that's the past i forget it <laughs> for the new fantastic four but the reason we added that one to the pool is because i said if you if you have a fantastic four history and you're familiar with the older ones get it and then we also looked at the other book options out of the review segment and we thought that that would be the best option as well to put in kind of a pool like that so that's why it's in there we're not trying to be all shady and uh, another first exciting thing we had this past week was the Get It or Forget It mystery lot was sold. And it was sold during the Whatnot Show, which made it doubly awesome. You know, we had a big sale on the Whatnot Show, and it was from our effort, uh, you know, that mostly you guys put into those segments finally paid off. <laughs> And ironically enough, I think that was one of our lower value mystery lots. But it was, you know, uh, and what you know, I looked at it again. Of course, since it's old, I got it all rebagged and bored and ready to go for you to ship, Mike. And uh, and it's it is a good lot. It's totally worth twenty five bucks. I think uh, his, his username on whatnot was Jocelyn. He will be uh, he'll be happy with what I get or what he gets. I think so. Um, and then we got an update here. Scruffles Gold Sweepstakes. Uh, first thing is we're up to 31 subscriptions now. So once we get to 50, we've got a big prize to give away to everyone, uh, or to who, every, everyone we're going, we're going to make, yeah, not everyone, <laughs> everyone that does any of those things, subscribe, comment, retweet, like, follow, share, 
gets entered in a in a prize pool or what am I a raffle whatever uh, to win and we're giving away two movie tickets a movie a comic book a slab a fun and a fun co-pop and uh, uh, an action figure so you know, as we, you know just to let everybody know that is participating in that too that uh, you know I guess you know once we get to like 45 and it seems like it's imminent where it could be the next week I'll actually get all the stuff and I'll show specifically what Funko Pop and specifically what uh, action figure will be stuff like that once I actually uh, you know pick them up maybe pick them out of my own collection which is what I do a lot or maybe uh, Patrick will donate one and then Mike will donate one you don't care about Funko Pops anyway, Mike. You just hook me up with one of those random ones that are around your house. Yeah. <laughs> I think I counted mine because we've talked about this. I think I have 12 or 13, maybe six. You're, you're doing good then. Yeah. We actually did the same thing. I have 19 myself. Because yeah. I don't collect Funko Pops. Do you, have, have, do you have a number, Pat? I do not, but it's more okay. than both of those, I think, unfortunately. <laughs> You know, the interesting thing too is we, you know, everybody, all the kids, well, us too, not all the kids, but all the kids in my family got this itch to figure out what the value of their Funko Pops were. So we got Funko Pop ads, and if you enter all your pops in there, it'll tell you what the value of all your pops are. And it seems like a very volatile industry because when we first entered it, I had the least pops in the house, but my pops were worth like 500 and some bucks. But then, like two days later, I had the the value the value was the least of anyone in the house dropped to like five hundred or four hundred nineteen bucks or something. So it like changed that swiftly. I don't know whether I just looked at it at a bad time or not, but uh, but that was fun anyway too. So all right, then the last thing we got is the random username shout out for the week, and that is I'm gonna just pronounce it this way, but then I'll spell it uh, Raycark eighty one. Uh, it's spelled R-A-C-A-R-C dash 81. So Ray Kark, apologize if I'm mispronouncing your intention for how you say that, but if you're listening now, you get, uh, what is it again, Mike? If you're watching the show and you let us know you're watching the show now, you get... I think it's it? 20, is it 20% off? 25% off. 25% yeah. off. Their next eBay purchase of ours, right. from our store. Yeah, <laughs> not just yeah. any seller. <laughs> not anywhere. Yeah, right from Exceller, and then uh, yeah, go ahead. If you're watching it anytime, because obviously YouTube is infinite, it can be 20 years from now, Raycart. Uh, if you're watching this show and you comment on it even after the fact, you know we'll get the notification no matter how long later it is. Uh, and then that'll get you 10% off yeah. your next eBay purchase uh, from us. Um, so that's about it for the uh, things that make Kevin go broke segment. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so again, I, you know, I've said this a few times. This is going to be a short segment for me. I didn't really... I, I, I'm actually starting a new thing where I'm not including everything I watch. And then I didn't even really watch a whole lot this week. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into it. Was I going to do my thing real quick? Oh, crap. 
<laughs> Mike, totally forgot. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Mike. There's um, no, we yeah, we don't have new, new don't have any direction for it. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go so ahead. You want to set me off? I'm going to go ahead and turn my camera off here um, so I can work my pictures. Okay, gotcha. So this is a new segment uh, I've come up with, and it's called In Case You Didn't Know. And I'm going to hopefully just highlight some uh, small things throughout comic book history and uh, uh, hopefully inform a few people about some things they didn't know. Um, and this particular episode is about uh, the Marvel Corner Box. As you can tell by my, uh, my background, I have the Hulk up there. Um, the first, that's the wrong one. The first corner box was actually, uh, Patsy Walker. I'm doing this out of order. This is a new segment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll start here. Uh, one of the most recognizable corner boxes was Amazing Spider-Man. Um, if the first one was done on issue number two, which came out in 1963, and that was by Steve Ditko, uh, the art there remained until issue 48 of may 1967 where series artist john ramita changed it now this is my favorite corner box i think it's just a really great pose of spider-man i hope you're going to show my favorite i probably won't oh geez this actually gets real specific shortly okay so, uh it remained for 140 issues where it was replaced on issue 200 by another John Romita corner box. Uh, this was in January of 1980. So and this is where I can go back. Um, so the first Marvel corner box was Patsy Walker 106. And this was February of 1963. It was supposed to be Fantastic Four um, number 12 or number 14 but patsy walker came out the week before so february 12th was the fantastic 414 and the amazing spider-man 2. but one of my favorite runs is right here so we'll fast forward to february 1983 um hulk issue 272 contained the first intelligent hulk and he remained intelligent until about two issue or issue 292 where ringmaster converts him into a mindless brute once again and the following issues deal with banner's inner battle losing control of the hulk the corner boxes beginning with issue 292 and concluding with issue 300 show this loss of control uh Salvashima was yes uh Salvashima was the series artist um at the time that corner box was done by al milgram so that is, uh, in case you didn't know, hopefully you didn't know that. And now you know something and maybe, uh, if you did know it, maybe next week I can, uh, inform you about something that you didn't know. <laughs> All right. Let's show, uh, a sh let's do a show of hands to who wants to continue with the, in case you didn't know segment. <laughs> that was awesome. Thanks. What I got to do is follow. I got all uh, out of out of place there. I started in the middle with the Patsy Walker because it was first in my pictures, but not here. Like you said, it's the first time, so I'll remember yeah. about it next time. First of all, 
and then you know i guess i'm working on an intro this week <laughs> a new intro this week well the good news is already, i have already envisioned a couple things already so I, oh, i'll be good, good for that yeah i have eight already yeah that's what you had mentioned that was my only concern when you first mentioned it was man how are you going to come up with something that in case you didn't know week after week after week but if you already got eight set up that's a good head start you know? yeah i had nine did one today so now i have eight more some will be shorter well that was pretty short to begin with so yeah that yeah, yeah. um so a couple things i have first of all i guarantee it's going to be something i don't know every well i don't guarantee it but probably will be something i don't know every week secondly patrick did you know that what he just taught us yeah generally I was gonna yeah. Say, patrick will probably know most of them <laughs> but i but believe me I, i'd do a whole show on corner boxes because i love them so much I, I and that's where I, I started to you know i wanted to talk a little bit about ditko and the first spider-man and the transition to uh a little bit of history of them with patsy walker and stuff like that but uh yeah it's that man i had to reel myself in because you're right we can do a whole show corner boxes well i would just be a viewer then but i'd love to see whatever you all <laughs> yeah. are talking about well i left out i was gonna do i was gonna throw up um magic issues one through four uh elenia changes from issue one to four and uh okay but, well that's you, you well first of all i guess do you have a guess for what my favorite corner box is not specifically but I, kind of generally probably uh the x-men yeah, the Uncanny like X-Men when we first started because yeah. I love those because they would be like this Hulk one that I've never seen, which is awesome. I want to get all those issues now. I probably have most of them already, actually, if I don't have them all. But, um, uh, yeah, when they would change who was in the X-Men box with whoever was on that in that issue. Yeah. It was really cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like those. I look through. I have uh, I only have two of these issues. So I need to get on top of that. No, maybe I don't have quite as many as I think, though. But I, but I've definitely bought like two or three old Incredible Hulk box a lot. You know, way back when when I was crazy with buying lots. So yeah. anyway, but that was great, awesome. Thank you. I'm in. All right, now we're ready for mine, right? Did I yeah, forget anything right. else? All right, cool. Here we go. So, I'll you know as usual I'll start from worst and then we'll get to the good stuff, okay? But as usual I watch some fun stuff. And and Mike I know you had mentioned before with what I've shown you can kind of judge from the posters. So just tell me off the bat what do you think of this one? <laughs> I would it would be a hard pass, but I'm, I'm I'm intrigued because this is the first one. Oh wait no you're going worst to best yeah 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 not surprised. <laughs> so this is Cosmo Ball, okay? <laughs> now, <laughs> is the sequel to Nether Blasters? <laughs> no, no. This is this is this is a Russian movie. Actually, came out in 2020. Came out in the states in 2021. Actually, I, I did another better job too. I've got some super deep now. So this is by the CTV Film Company from Russia. Written and directed by Dzanik Bejev, 
two other people too, but I'm not even going to go there and pronouncing their names. Uh, and this stars Victoria Agalakova as Natalie and Evgeny Romatsov as Anton. And Anton's the the boy top left, and uh, Natalie is the one below him. But uh, so anyway, Cosmo Ball. This is I I I shouldn't have said worst to best like that because. I don't have a bad one this week, in my opinion. This is good. Now, you can watch it dubbed or subtitled. I watched it dubbed, which, you know, that can get pretty cheesy with translation and stuff and not obviously matching their mouths and stuff. Uh, but this is like a, this is a major motion picture in Russia, though. This is not, this is not a big, like, B-movie U.S. production. Um... It was a big bomb. It lost money like crazy. Uh, but the special effects, the special effects in this, in my opinion, were pretty sick. Um, it's you know, it's not you know, Endgame, you know, latest MCU special effects, but it's not you know, Shark Girl and Lava Boy or whatever that Shark, whatever that one. Was. It's not that. It's it's somewhere in between that. It's pretty good. So, I like I said, I give the special effects a, a real good rating. And the story's pretty good. Basically, uh, the Earth has, has, you know, experienced this apocalypse. The, basically, the moon was destroyed, so it created all... Well, it wasn't completely destroyed. It's still there, but it's like in shambles. So it created all these, you know, obviously cataclysmic events on the Earth. So there's not a whole lot of humans left. But then some humans uh, experience getting powers. And basically, the power is being able to teleport and speed. So, what the what the movie sets you up as is there's the the leader of the Earth sets up this game called Cosmo Ball, and the entire planet just thinks it's a distracted a distraction to entertain them through their misery. But what they don't know, and spoiler alert, said it beforehand. I'm good this time. Ten nine eight seven six five four three two one. It's actually a way he is developing heroes to fight this ultimate battle that he knows is coming in the future. So they they play this again Cosmo Ball game uh, where it's kind of a mix between football and and uh, what's that Harry Potter game? Uh, niche, yeah, whatever, yeah, that one. Where they fly around, they teleport around, and they're they're trying to get these balls into the scoring arena. They have to hit them five times to score, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to get too deep into the weeds there, but basically to defeat this ultimate, you know, bad guy that's going to come that the leader of Earth knows is coming, they have to whack these balls of energy five times to defeat him. So that he's, he's setting up all these heroes that are just kind of represented through 75, 80% of the movie as athletes that people are just like looking up to, you know? So it was pretty interesting. I thought it was clever. And like I said, the, uh, the special effects were good, um, but it is Russian. So there you go. But I, I give this a check it out. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have seen this in the theater, but I was more than satisfied after I watched it. Uh, that's on Amazon prime. If I didn't mention that, um, but yeah, it was it was good stuff. So, 
I figured you were going to say it was bad. Well, I kind of led you on with that too. But if I wouldn't have led you with the start from worst to best, you still would have probably called this bad because of the cheesy poster. Yeah, I would have. My favorite part of the poster uh, is the four the four characters in the center, kind of flying up. That looks really cool. The rest of it. Yeah, that's a team. Every every Cosmo Ball team has four members, and there's I think there's like a dozen teams. And we actually only watch them play through the playoffs and then the championship, but that's when everything hits the fan and they have to fight together. So it's like I said, it's really done. It's done uh, really well in my opinion. So, and then I watched this one. Uh, this is probably another mystery to everybody. This is called Forty One. Uh, this is this is out in 2012. Again, I watched this on Prime. This is made by Dark Epic Films. It's an Australian movie. Written and directed by Glenn Triggs. Uh, that guy you see there is Chris Gibson, but um, I'm gonna butcher this name too. Merrick Goncrotney, G and Crotney, G something like that. I, I again, I apologize for mispronouncing. I hope I don't offend her. That's actually a female's name. Um, she was actually in Mortal Engines. Uh, if you know. You know, if you know Mortal Engines, which I like Mortal Engines, and uh, I do remember, I didn't realize it until after I was trying to do my due diligence for writing down the cast and everything on my carter, uh, that it was her. But uh, yeah, this doesn't have no, this doesn't have uh, only nobodies in this movie. Is kind of my point. But anyway, this was a really interesting story. Uh, this 41 references a room number in this motel, and there's a hole. We we talked about hole, you know, inexplicable holes a lot recently over the past few There's a hole in the floor in this one motel room that if you go down into it, it, it takes you to the previous day. Okay, so this guy's girlfriend dies, and he, you know how all this time travel stuff happens, where you know if you didn't go there, it wouldn't happen, but. You know, how did it happen the first time if you didn't go there, blah, blah, So basically his girlfriend dies. He kind of loses it. He comes across this crazy guy that tells him about this hole. He checks it out. It's legitimately there. So then he comes in with this plan. He's going to use this newfound ability to save his girlfriend. And it's not like exactly like Groundhog Day or whatever, all those kind of movies. Every time you go through it, it you, takes you back another day. Like you can spend... Uh, again, spoiler alert, but this is an old movie, so no one, everyone should know that no, that wants to know, I'm sure. But uh, he actually spends days one time going through it to go back years and years and years and years, you know. So every time you go through it, it takes you back one day, and you can keep doing it. So, and I won't, I won't spoil the end though. But uh, this is pretty interesting, you know. Yeah, based uh, on that poster, I would watch it. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, okay. It was really interesting to me. I will say um, the acting leaves something to be desired in this, but I like, you know, I like the plot. I like the script, you know, I liked, uh, you know, the dialogue was fine. It was just the delivery for some of these actors uh, maybe was lacking a little bit, but like I said, it's Australian. It may be how they do it in Australia. This, this reminded me more of like a B movie, uh, an American B movie, as opposed to, you know, Cosmo Ball actually. I just put Cosmo Ball last because it's kind of like the cheesiest plot line or whatever. This is kind of a more serious movie. But I enjoyed this one too, you know? So recommend on that one as well. 
Then I finally got around to The Secrets of Dumbledore. Have either of you seen this yet? Nope. I have not. Emily did. Yeah, I figured. Um, I was actually surprised. You know, I watched it with Jesse. She's obviously a big Harry Potter fan, and she hadn't seen it yet. Uh, Ayla actually passed on this one. Uh, and we just checked it out, just me and Jesse. And uh, what did Emily say? Do you remember? Um, she she didn't like it a whole lot. Um, I think she felt that Johnny Depp not being in it uh, really had a disservice to the movie. He, he, he would have added so much more to it. Yeah, I've actually got, let me do my uh, reviewer uh, diligence on this one too. So this was out in 2022. Uh, I watched this on HBO Max. You can watch it a lot of places, but it's free on HBO Max. Warner Brothers, obviously. Uh, this UK-US movie. Uh, written by J.K. Rowling, obviously. Directed by David Yates. Um, Eddie Redmayne is Newt Commander. Jude Law, of course, is Albus Dumbledore. And then, yeah, uh, what's his name? Mads Mikkelsen is uh, Grindelwald. And he's the one that replaced... Johnny Depp. Depp. And we all know him. Well, my favorite acting that he's done was in uh, Rogue One, of course. Jin's dad, you know, so. I can't remember the character's name right now. You remember that, Pat? Yeah, he's, you know, one of the first things I saw him in was Hannibal, the TV series. He was really good in that. Oh, really? I never saw that. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, Yeah, he seems great. So I think he did an okay job, but yeah, it definitely took away from me too, not being Johnny Depp. And I'm not even that big of a Harry Potter fan. I just think, you know, especially the circumstances of the change, uh, you know, is a little bit, you know, adds a little bit to the controversy of this change, of course. But in general, you know, me and my kids have talked about this a lot with uh, a lot of things actually over the last week. When they change characters, if they don't absolutely, or change actors that, for major characters that they don't absolutely have to it's frustrating in general so um but that's all pretty much she said was the johnny depp was the frustrating part for you mike yeah for her for her yeah Yeah. so have you guys seen the first two nope yeah you haven't seen any of these pat nope you saw the harry potters yeah okay (laughs) these are pretty good i don't you know i definitely uh I'm not a big Fantastic Beast fan, but I mean, they're fine movies and the stories are pretty good. Uh, but this, except this one. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, I said I'm going from worst to best, but uh, I give this one a pass. Um, this, the and you know, obviously the Johnny Depp thing, like you're, you mentioned, but I didn't really care about that, not being a big diehard Fantastic Beast fan. That really didn't affect me too much personally. But literally... You, you start this movie and end it in the exact same place in the story. I mean, it's the, the, you, you, there's no progress in this, you know, the Fantastic Beasts, like I call it, the, you know, Potterverse universe. There's no progression at all in this. You literally start it and end it. And I and I'm, keep using the word literally because I mean it. <laughs> where the world is, where the Potter universe is in this movie at the beginning is exactly where it is at the end like what 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 did i just watch <laughs> and then on top of that um i thought the first two fantastic beasts were really beast centric which made them more fun to me uh because of the fantastic beast that they show especially i mean the imagination of jk rowling with all these 
you know, different crazy beasts is, is awesome in my opinion. They're really cool. Uh, but this one barely has any beasts in it at all. It actually has a focus. Does anybody care about a spoiler alert on this one? No, okay. I'm not watching this one. Okay, so there's a focus of one beast that is a beast that's supposed to determine who the leader of the wizarding world is. And uh, so basically Grindelwald, you know, kidnaps this beast and kind of tries to force it to make, you know, to whoever it determines is the leader becomes the leader. They kind of tries to force it to become, but that so there's a focus on a beast because of that. But other than that, there's like no beast in this. It's literally fantastic beast. You know, so. Well, are there secrets in it? <laughs> yeah, the only secret is, it, it, as far as the secret is concerned, I, I, I kind of took the secret as two two things. One, I'm sure you probably heard this. This dives into the the relationship between Grindelwald and Dumbledore. Did you know that? Nah. Yeah, that that you know, it's not exactly a platonic relationship. Okay. Okay. And then secondly, uh, which that's another thing may have frustrated Emily because it frustrated Jesse. In the book, they grow up together. Uh, Grendelwald and uh, Dumbledore grow up together, kind of like his best friends and brothers. But in this movie, they represent them as a couple their you know relationship kind of thing you know so yeah i she didn't i think there were other things besides the johnny depp thing that didn't sit well with her that she didn't enjoy um okay but that was, that was one of them and then this is a big spoiler so if you care 10 seconds nine eight seven six five four three two one the other secret is this animal actually picks dumbledore to be the leader and dumbledore refuses the the responsibility so it passes to someone else so that's what i i i kind of talked to jesse about i'm like so i guess that 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 answers why he's obviously you know the most powerful wizard in the harry potter verse whatever why isn't he like the leader of the of the wizarding like all of it you know rather than just a school uh but this is why he was actually pass on it because you know whatever you know so but like i said didn't really care for it uh as you can imagine with it being a high big budget movie and you know everything else that is, is entailed with harry potter the special effects and the action and everything were good and fun and the acting was great of course but yeah the story sucked mm -hmm. in my opinion besides those couple other annoying things just the story in general was like what so anyway did, you know, have you guys to bring this back, uh, this or to mention this from way back? Uh, one thing in uh, Big Bang Theory that uh, Sheldon mentioned about how Raiders of the Lost Ark is the stupidest movie he's ever watched because literally, if none of it happened, everything that the ending would have still happened exactly the way it, it was pointless. Did you ever hear that uh, kind of theory about Raiders? No, I I, I don't remember that episode. No. It's pretty funny observation because he's right when you think about it. Literally, everything that happened in Raiders didn't have to happen because obviously at the end the Nazis still got the the Ark, right? Yeah. And then when they opened it, it killed them all anyway. So he literally didn't have to do anything the entire movie that he attempted to do to stop them because they eventually got it and failed anyway. So it was literally pointless, which is a freaking point. But although a great movie. We agree on that one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs>
All right. And then lastly, I got Thor Love and Thunder. Came out this past weekend. Did anybody see this? No, I haven't got to go oh. yet. Mike? No. I didn't see you it. You don't even have tickets yet? No. We're uh, we're working on plans. We are one sad show because guess what? You didn't see it either? Either. <laughs> <laughs> I did bring it up though for a purpose aside from just it's topical. Uh, but partially, definitely just because it's topical. Um, so both Ayla and Lexi and, and Lexi's boyfriend saw this. Yeah. And they did come back with a review. And obviously, Ayla is my big Marvel girl, you know. Usually, usually, I would say I can't remember a Marvel movie that she saw that I didn't, I you know, I do the 1 through 10 rating thing. What do you think? Um, I, I can't remember the last movie she saw that I didn't ask her where it wasn't immediate and decidedly 10, like right away, you know, all of them. Um, Ayla gives this a seven and Lexi and my give it a 6.5. Wow. So that's an early kids review. I'll just wait for this to come out on VHS. <laughs> Well, like I said, I, I wanted to bring it up to the topical, but I also wanted to make a commitment that I'm definitely going to see it this week. So I'll I'll review it personally next week. Okay. Uh, and then and then I wanted to back that up with a second commitment. I've definitely decided I need to. We're going to be obviously I'm going to have this segment on this show. I need to watch the latest in the theaters as soon as they come out. Right. Obviously, every other show we see that's like ours are they're all talking about this this week. You know, yeah. Yeah. so if we're going to be competitive with that kind of thing, uh, you know, I, I kind of failed not seeing this, you know, so yeah. plan on doing it on Mondays whenever the theaters are empty, you know, all right. Have to get that AMC subscription where you see you can see three movies a week for like 20 bucks a month or something. So, so no Stranger Things. What's that? You didn't finish Stranger Things? No, we haven't watched the second. Uh, I'm waiting, you know, this is like you said with your situation. I'm waiting for Jesse to watch the second half, the second half of Stranger Things. And Ayla, Ayla's watching that too. So we, you know, it's it's one of those waiting for everybody kind of thing. You know? Well, I have, uh, since we're talking about shows and stuff, I have okay. two pictures I'd like to throw up there. These aren't spoilers or anything. Um, this first one, I didn't notice it until uh, I saw this. I think this is from... Uh, that 70s show is one of my favorite shows for the longest time with Eric and Donna. I mean, they've got the same clothes on. I think that's pretty awesome. Okay, is that edited though? That oh, photo? Wait. No, I doubt. I don't think so. I, I mean, it looks real to me. I didn't go back. Of course, there's look for that. Yeah, but this one, um, I made this, and uh, it's an observation that I that I picked up on. In, se in season three, um, Dustin mentions when they're fighting the Russians, he mentions Red Dawn. So then in in, in the new one, <laughs> check, there's his his, uh, his get up is the hoodie with uh, the bandana like Patrick Swayze and Red Dawn. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was great. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, that's the coolest. Well, that makes sense to me. That I don't. I would. I would not try to second guess that one because 
obviously he lives during the time frame that movie was out yeah. but the yeah. 70s show came out way after the time period the stranger thing is so it would be just a complete coincidence and then having identical shirts yeah i think it's just i think it's just a, a fun little nod i don't think it's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but having I... identical shirts then i don't know i'm i'm calling i'm i think finally you might be joining with the <laughs> trailer the fake trailer you've been fooled club i was fooled with garden of the galaxy that was fooled with uh kevin smith you may have but i'm gonna do my investigation this week i'll be back Next uh, yeah, yeah, good. You know, we started watching, finally started watching season four of Stranger Things, and I think we're like on episode four. But Kevin, you had mentioned about Eddie's similarities to to uh, Robert Downey Jr. Jr. You know, I think he looks like who? Somebody in this group. Johnny? Yes. That's that's all I can think of when I watch the show now. He does kind of look like him. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the, I think it's really, you know, a combination of the way he looks and his mannerisms, I put more with RDJ. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I guess he does kind of look similar to him. I can't stop thinking about it now when I watch it. <laughs> I'm gonna so what you, are, are you in agreement with us too that it's, it's really good season, right? Oh yeah, so far so good. But it also kind of solidified my uh, decision that Valor probably should not watch this yet. Oh yeah, yeah. It does, it has seemed to get a little bit more mature as the seasons have gone on too. Do you agree with that too, Mike? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. one, we, that's why we really uh, thought twice about letting Cora watch it, um, but we we eventually you know let her watch it with us. So yeah, but I, I will definitely do a uh, once we're done. You know, like I just brought back Lost in Space last week because I finally finished it up. You know. And literally, obviously, I'm on this tear lately with kind of cheesy movies to mixed reviews of my own, of course. Uh, but man, I added like 10 to my Amazon watch list of cheesy movies. So I'm going to at least have one every week. But like I said, I'm making the commitment now. I'm going to have one, make sure topical. And then I also decided to, I'm going to watch Miss Marvel. And uh, I already told you guys I'm going to watch uh, She-Hulk as well. Uh, but yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna check out Miss Marvel as well. And you know I do have something else to say too because I watched Avengers because we had it going during the Whatnot show, and uh, man, aside from Cap's costume, that is still a, such a great movie. I still love it just like I did when I first watched it. It's really good. You know, it's so funny. I I, I don't know whether maybe I did put it off because of this reason. It might be a little bit simple, but you know. Obviously, Captain America looks goofy as heck compared to, you know, his evolution as to what he, where he is now. Uh, and the costumes as well, of course. Uh, the costume obviously is the cheesiest part, but man, everything else is still great about that movie. If you haven't watched it recently, watch it again. So, anyway. All right. So, like I said, a short week or a short, uh, short viewing schedule for uh, this week for a short segment here so uh, mike did you disappear because you're getting ready now because you know i was done no I, <laughs> my uh the battery on my phone was dying so i ran and plugged it in <laughs> oh nice <laughs> all right good. so so yeah you're on deck and we have no we didn't have hamilton here today we don't have any 
Yeah, I'm disappointed. I was really hoping he'd be here. That's okay. He's uh, he said, you know, my whatnot show on Friday was four hours. Yeah, that was long. He killed he my phone batteries. Talking about phone batteries. <laughs> well, I was having, I had my laptop working for it finally because I got something I'm going to talk about later too. But uh, but yeah, I was especially. I don't think if it was if it wasn't my birthday weekend. Oh, that's a, you know just a shameless plug here. It's my birthday tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. So it's my birthday weekend. You know, when your birthday doesn't land on a weekend, you know, we we give we give that the nod to the whatever current Raymond. You know, but anyway, it's me. So if it wasn't my birthday weekend, I probably wouldn't have been able to convince my wife to sit beside me for four hours and help me with that job. With enthusiasm, she, yeah. Yeah, she did a great job too. She wasn't she wasn't moaning and groaning the whole time. I think the sales definitely helped that part of her. She's like, all right, these books are getting out of my house. Right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I, on that note, with Whatnot Show, I'm going to basically pick probably 50 books. And, you know, I do the 10 book format. Uh, and I guess I can just tell everybody that now. If you watch our Whatnot Show, I picked up this great format that I think everybody's enjoying right now. Um, First eight books are a dollar. Ninth book isn't a dollar, but it's not crazy. And then the tenth book is a giveaway. So I think I'm going to do a total of fifty. Well, that they the auction, uh, the bidding starts at a dollar. Yeah, yeah, the bidding starts at a dollar. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, thank you for that. Up. <laughs> and and actually, I'll tell people too. I've already considered maybe changing that a little bit for two reasons. There's things I'm learning about whatnot every week, and this is why when you were giving me props. Uh, in our group text, I was telling you, well, you know, we'll see because I learned something. You not only have to pay shipping for the giveaways, you know, which yeah. is fine. That makes sense. The customer right. should not pay for anything in a giveaway. Yeah. But then whatnot still gets their fees, though. Oh. So I had to pay whatnot like a dollar. I think it's like a dollar something. Uh-huh. To give a book to someone uh, to some to, to a viewer free, while we pay the shipping too. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Which, which caused me to look into it a little bit deeper, and the dollar books, they they take when they take their fees out of it too. It's like, it's basically a giveaway too. Yeah. So, so basically, the reason I'm mentioning it is I'm not going to get rid of dollar books as an op. Basically, the only thing that might change is I might have $2 books in there. Like there might be a, a, a swing in yeah. scale. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm noodling it. I'll come up with something that'll be firm, you know, after we do it a few times. But maybe the first book is a dollar, second book is two, blah, blah, blah. And then maybe do maybe do three books at a dollar and then three books at two, something like that, you know? Right. So anyway, I'll work that out. Okay. All right. So enough about all that. You ready, Mike? Yeah. All right, here we go. for the pick three three favorite covers of the week uh we had uh, unfortunately no guesses this week no guesses no guesses 
Um, I actually already saw when I was entering what the winners are too, and I wouldn't have been able to guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, it was uh, the three, the top three. They did it handily. Yeah. Well, one I definitely knew was going to be handily. That's for sure. Yeah, because your whole family voted for it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so I, I struggled on on picking ten covers. I got I, I had four, and then I had to uh, recruit Marcus because uh, he's got a pretty good eye, and he helped. Of course, he the four that I picked, he picked those two, and I was like, no, no, you got to pick something different. Um, so he he actually selected six of these. Oh wow! Okay. And when it, when when he was done, I was like, yeah, yeah, good job. Those are actually those actually were really good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we will start with number three. It is Batman Urban Legends number seventeen. Sebastian Fear wait Fiumara Fiumara. You know that one, Patrick? You know him? Yes, because I think he has a brother also that works in comics. Okay. And uh, yeah, this one had eight votes. This is one that Mark had selected. Um, it wasn't even I glanced right over it. Never even popped. At all until he pointed it out and i was impressed yeah i'm glad keep updating on that on each one because yeah that's i have questions about which ones mark picked and which one you didn't um i i almost picked this one but the only thing that bothers me is uh batman's jawline on this doesn't look exactly right to me um this looks like uh what's his name latest batman <laughs> patrick or uh, robert, robert pattinson oh, robert okay. pattinson yeah doesn't it kind of look like him in this picture? Yeah, I can kind of see that, yeah. Which I'm not really a big Pattinson fan. <laughs> yeah, and he may have kind of been influenced influenced by him a little bit. Yeah, maybe. But it's not a bad cover, but that's just why my, you know, you, you try to critique yourself down to three because they're all pretty good. Yeah, yeah, you, you start picking things out that you dislike about the cover to disqualify. Right, right, right. Yeah. But nice, nice, nice. So then coming in at number two, Mandalorian number one, Addy Granov. And this one had nine votes. Wow. And this is one that I debated on, and I chose not to put it on the list. And then uh, Marcus said he put, put it on the list. Put this one on there. And once again, I agree with him. You know, when, when all said and done, I was like, dang, that is really good. I start to question if I should be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe just pass it off to him to pick the 10 all week. <laughs> but I picked this one. This is good. This is. Yeah. You know, yeah. when I first, when the Mandalorian first started, I didn't like his rifle very much, but it's definitely grown on me. It's definitely something I love now, actually. Did you feel that same way too, Pat? No, I loved it because it was, you know, a throwback to the animated Boba Fett and the, on the holiday special. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I totally, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, and I've watched that thing like a hundred times. I can't believe I didn't didn't put that together. I got another thing too. I'll show you later that I didn't put together this week too. But Mike, what do you think of that rifle? I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, from the get go. And its functionality is better. I think maybe that was part of it too. It wasn't so much the appearance; it was just the functionality. I, I was like, not really feeling that for a bounty hunter, but I, that's growing on me too. It's great. But this is a great cover, definitely. Yeah. And finally, at number one with 11 votes, to be no surprise, I think 
Daredevil number one, Marco Cicchetto. And yeah, everybody voted for this just about. <laughs> this had to be one of your four then, right? Yeah, this was mine, but this is also Marcus goes Daredevil. I said, Sorry, I already picked that one off. <laughs> yeah, this is sick. It's a great cover. Yeah, it was difficult because there are some, uh, there's a Dan Panosian cover for this. That's I love it. I don't think it would have worked for the top 10, but uh, I ordered it for myself. And this this is kind of like Batman 125 last week. Just a ton of covers. Which, uh, um, hold on one sec before you go any further. Did I take this away or not? All right, I've got a new idea. And that's the first time I've ever been able to use the uh, Kevin's new idea scroll. Because <laughs> I just came up with this. You know what I'm going to do? News break. What? Yeah. On, I'm going to start having a Wednesday whatnot show. It's going to be a short show where I'm going to sell the 10 books you pick for the top covers of the week. I can't do that this week because I'm going to have to plan it in my life. But starting next week, I'm going to have a... It's going to be my second whatnot show, and I'm going to do the top ten covers of your of, of, of the week. That's at least how it's going to start. It might grow from there, but I'm going to start doing a show every Wednesday night on whatnot to sell the top ten covers of the week. Not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday. And mo most of the covers should be easy to get. That's why I keep it uh, right through open order, so there are no you know um, artist you know special variants or ratios or you know store exclusives. Um, yeah, I just got to get to the store early to make sure I get them because they're the best ones. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know whether either, you know, both of you were in the show kind of sporadically, again, with a four-hour show and whatnot. Did you guys realize I actually called Painted Visions New Dimensions twice? <laughs> I didn't catch that. I didn't notice it either. Yeah, one of the guys that, that he lives in Sterling, one of the viewers lives in Sterling, which isn't too far from us here, Pat, and then... Uh, he was asking me which stores we go to, and I'm like, oh, I go to New Dimension and, and Gateway, which used to be Flashback. They're right across the street from each other. I didn't realize until after the fact I was, you know, again, doing my rum trick. So, you know. But can you put those uh, 10 covers up again, Mike? So I want to know what four were yours originally. Uh, Daredevil, Bounty Hunters, Wolverine and Norse mythology. Oh, really? Okay, that was one I was gonna ask you because uh, Ayla picked that one. She's a big Norse mythology fan. Yeah, that and... actually came in fourth with uh, oh, really? five. Yep. Oh, that's shocking to me. Yep, five votes. Um, I should be too shocked. Is 11 the, the highest we've ever, have we had a 12? I think, yeah, I think we had a 12. 12, I think, is the highest and that was, uh, Lee Bermejo, a, a Lee Bermejo detective cover. Yeah. <coughs> but we had, we had a lot of single votes. Say that again? We had a lot of single votes. Uh, Bounty Hunters got one. Marcus. Um, Wolverine got one, which was Ellen. And then uh, Spider-Punk got one, which is Korra. And Fortnite Zero Wars was Valor. So a lot of single votes there. Oh, so Rogues didn't get any. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rogues got two. 
Oh, Rogues got two. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, my my least favorite was Rogues, and then Norse Mythology, I think, was the second least favorite for me. I actually almost picked that Spider Punk too. That's actually a really good cover. Yeah. <laughs> They're all good. They're all good. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, this is just the top three details on the top three. Gotcha. So, no know. ties this week. No, it was close right there though. Eight and nine. Yeah. But. Thanks. See, I'll have to, I'll have to get you. Well, actually, these ten, you can go on um, Gateway up until. Up until uh, Monday afternoon, they have their order list open, and they they they'll get you the books. I think you've told me that a hundred times, and people have been witness to you telling me that fifty times on this very show. Yeah, sure. I think I've probably even sent you the link. I'm gonna have to start doing it though, soon since I'm making this whatnot commitment. Yeah, you've sent me the link twenty five times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can do it this week, up until Monday. If you want, you don't have to. No, that's a good idea. That's, well, no, I don't have time for the show this coming Wednesday, but uh, I'll start right. doing it this week. So, all right, let's uh, let's. You know, I switched these up. I think a couple times over the last two weeks. So I'll just get your guys' preferences. Do you prefer to go into you got a deal now or comic book reviews? Well, today. I would say re reviews because my phone is charging. <laughs> oh crap! <laughs> That's why I panicked. I saw my the battery flash up. It's like, oh no! And you need that for your research. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you do you think the comic book reviews? We'll do the comic book reviews first before you got to deal every week. Then we'll make that standard. Yeah, I was gonna find the phone. Phone my phone. Yeah, it doesn't really matter, but yeah, if we want to stick to that. All right, cool. Let's do it. <clears throat> um, do you need your phone for this segment, Mike? No. Okay, cool. Why don't you start? Why don't you start off this time? Nice. <laughs> All right, send it to you. Did yes. you use it? Did you use it today? Yes, I did. I did. Awesome. awesome. Yep. Nice. This is the first, and actually, that's what prompted me doing something similar for my shows. Gotcha. So, yeah. All right. Who's up first? You. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as promised in last week's show. Yeah, okay. I am reviewing the bunker. Okay. Nice. So I've got the bunker number one. This is from Oni Press. It's a double size issue. Um, I was, you know, I was going to do the first two, but after reading this, I, I I can't do a review on the first two. That'd be three issues. There's a lot That's of information in just this one issue. So we have uh, Joshua Hale Fialkov is the writer and joe infernari is the artist i need to say these names out loud because when i read them it's you know it's easy in my head yeah yeah 
Yep. Um, this actually came out uh, February 11th, 2014, and this is a 19 issue series. So I, I actually did mess up last week when I talked about it a little bit. We've got a group of five friends. Um, there's four of them. Uh, we have a group of five friends, and they all create uh, time capsules before going off to college. And they go out into the woods to bury them, and they end up finding a bunker. And on top of the bunker, it has four of their names. And there's there's a one character, and that's where th these are the four that uh, have their names on the bunker. Okay. Um, Heidi is one of the girls and her brother is Billy and his name isn't on the bunker. And it says right there, it's like, there's got to be something here for me, right? There's nothing in the bunker for him at all. Each of the other four, they find letters uh, from their future selves. But once again, there's no letter from Billy in there. And uh, one of them in the future, one of them becomes president of the United States. And this is one of the girls, if you can read the, the little end of her letter to herself, it's signed uh, First Lady of the United States of America. So one of the girls ends up marrying one of the boys and their First Lady and President of the United States. Um, yep. And uh, what they find out is that one of the five causes the collapse of civilization oh geez yep and uh later on we end up finding out that there was a letter from billy uh, i'm not gonna reboot anymore and this has a lot to do with time travel obviously <laughs> there are letters from their future selves mm -hmm. in this in this uh in this bunker so it's time travel um and the civilization stuff like that um I have a, uh, so those are all 19 issues. Those are the covers for them all, which I think it's great. They kind of stayed real, uh, uniform with, with the layouts. Do you have them all? Did you say yeah. you have them all? Yeah. Yeah. I have them all. Is this your CLZ app screenshot? Yes. Nice. Yeah. That's a, just you a, got issue nine there is kind of the, a different type cover, maybe a B cover. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight, nine. I don't, I hope not. I'll be angry if it's a B cover. <laughs> now I need my phone. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, the uh, title's down a little bit more. I don't think they did B covers outside of number one. Okay. But this is a, uh, what's the number one must get? Must have, yeah. Must have, yeah. This is a must have. Okay. I, uh, I love this, but you know, time, if you like time travel and stuff like that, uh, there's some really, really shocking reveals in this that uh, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it because I, I really think people should go out and read this. Then who doesn't love time travel? Right. Yeah. I mean, some of the best movies are time travel. Yeah. <laughs> um, whenever you mention that about they find out one of them, I think you mentioned that before. Actually, you reread it that you re remembered one of them are responsible for destroying. The end of civilization in the future, or whatever, put me really in mind of Umbrella Academy, you know. Yeah, yep. And I, I, I think last week I thought it was the the one that becomes president was responsible for it, but uh, that's I was wrong. It's one of the other ones. Gotcha. 
Do you already have this, Pat, or we're, we're both going to have to go uh, buy these up, I guess, because it's a must-have. Yeah, I, I do not have this series. I remember hearing about it when it came out, but I did not pick it up. You know what? Actually, I think this might be our first must-have, too. Even our get-its had caveats. You didn't even put a caveat on this one, Mike. You're just like, this is a must-have. Yeah. But everybody viewing this. I do have a caveat. This is for this is for adults. Okay, well that's good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's there's uh, artwork and language that are not appropriate for kids. Thought I'd share that comment with you. Steven showed up. Nice. Ah, Steven, go back to the beginning of the show later on. <laughs> <laughs> he says he likes your background there. So. Yep. All right. Um, are you ready, Pat? Yeah, I can go. All right, cool. I read quite a few things this week, but I picked two to narrow it down because the rest of them were sort of like in the middle of a, the series. So uh, Mike had spotlighted Redman in his uh, What to Watch. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Mike? yeah. Mm-hmm. Be on yeah. the lookout. On the, yeah. Be on the lookout, yeah. Um, which, by the way, is on Facebook regularly. There's like three new ones up in the last month, though, too, where Mike will post on Facebook, and I'll try to add it to the website uh, to, for something to literally what it's called, be on the lookout for, because uh, Mike's uh, spotted it, and uh, it's all good stuff. So anyway, continue, Pat. Yeah, so this is written and drawn by Matt Frank, um, and... I, I, you know, I followed him for a few years. He's a he's a primarily a kaiju artist. He's done a lot of Godzilla work, um, uh, but this is based on the nineteen seventy two Red Man series from Japan, which was short little segments. Think Ultraman, made by the same company. Um, you know, where Red Man would you know battle different kaiju. The spin they're putting on the comic series is that this is actually happening somewhere and it's being broadcast to earth and you're not sure why 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 this is being done uh but red man's being forced to fight against these kaiju um and it's let's just say that there's not much story to this it's kind of a funny thing because a lot of times when people talk about godzilla or ultraman and and their translation to comics or their you know adult thoughts versus their childhood thoughts they 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 just they don't want the boring human interaction stuff they want just the monster battles right so that's what this is it's it's there's you know in in sort of bringing it back uh marvel in the last couple years has got the ultraman license and they're doing ultraman books and you kind of you're bogged down with the the writers having to sort of create a storyline for the humans because you can't just have all fights all the time it has to have some human characters and some interactions and some storylines well this doesn't care this this is just all kaiju fight all 21 pages so not not much story here but it's 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 great artwork uh great storytelling as far as the fights you, you don't you'll never get confused about what's going on or following the fight it's very clear and consistent there's just there's no story to be read no humans to worry about just uh red man beating the snot out of a kaiju every issue i guess 
and you, you're and you're also i think as the story progresses you're gonna try to maybe find the solve the mystery of why red man's being forced to fight the kaiju and why it's being broadcast to our earth um so i would say if you're it, it, this is one of those things where i'm sort of in the middle ground I, I like it for the artwork. I like it for the the battles, but if you're expecting a, an engrossing storyline, you're not going to get it here. At least not yet. So, kind of on the fence with this one, undecided. Okay. Uh, I, you know, one thing I will point out though, this is a three ninety nine book from Behemoth, and it comes with a great cardstock cover and great paper quality, and it makes you wonder. Interesting, yeah. I've got something to say yeah. about that during mine, actually, too. Yeah. Behemoth, all, yeah, they're all of their books are just super high quality in uh, paper. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Obviously, these aren't super selling books, but how can they do it, you know? Yeah, if it, you'd think if it sold more, it'd be easier to do it. So the fact that they're doing it with it selling less, yeah, it makes right. it look and speaking of the people that are doing less, we talk about a Marvel book uh, who, who does not have cardstock covers. Sometimes their covers are not even thicker than their interior pages. Wow, yeah, yeah. Well, but back to the review, this is Avengers Forever 1. And this, I think it's on like issue nine or so now. So it's been kind of building up a stack in my house, mainly because I'm far behind on Jason Aaron's regular Avengers run. Um, and this sort of spins out of it and unfortunately it sort of spins out on one of the things I've been kind of sort of lackluster, not really loving Jason Aaron is that his fascination with the uh, 1 million BC Avengers, um, uh, uh, Ghost Rider sort of spins out of the Avengers book at number 50, I believe it was. And that's kind of where this book comes in and they're on a different Marvel earth where Ghost Rider was shunted off, I think along with a Deathlock. And it's their encounters so far with the superheroes, uh, possibly Avengers of that. I think it's 818 maybe, 828 Earth. And the main character so far is Tony Stark, who is basically an Ant-Man. Um, I, I I don't like the ties to the 1 million BC Avengers, but I'm on, I, I'm going to try to catch up. I, you know, the reason is I was getting so far behind. I'm like, should I still be buying this book? You guys have all been there. Yeah. So I figured I better start reading this. And so, so far it's not off to a bad start. It's written again. I said it was spun out of Jason Aaron's Avengers book. This is also written by Jason Aaron. The artwork is by Aaron Cooter. And he sort of has a, a cartoony look to him, although he's sort of evolving a little bit. He's becoming a little more realistic, but he's like uh, sort of on the fence between, you know, uh, cartoonish and hyper realism. He puts a lot of detail into his artwork. And here, you know, I, I, I've always liked him to a point. And in, in this book, he seems perfectly fine. And I'm on board for that, too. Um, but just like Red Man, I would say uh, I'm sort of undecided sort of leaning towards get it but we'll see again where this one goes so so both of my books i'd say were fall into that undecided territory leaning towards get it depending on if you're avengers fan you're a kaiju fan 
you might want to bump it up a little bit, but for me, both of them would be undecided at this point. Are you going to try to continue with the number twos on these? <clears throat> you, you, oh, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, that's yeah. a possibility. Okay. Maybe, you know, I could, I'll read a couple of them, you know, and let you know how things have progressed. All right. Well, the Red Man number one just came out, so. Okay. I have a stack of Avengers forever that I could catch up on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way, too. I haven't read any of them. I have them all. So, yeah, I'm the same way. But uh, speaking of, yeah, you're you're wondering, you know, if you aren't going to read them while you keep getting them. Although, again, no insult to Steven. He already said he buys the covers. He's not reading them, which is okay. Uh, and I did this a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, I grabbed a couple of detectives, but I, I couldn't really get into the story because even with two of them, uh, it wasn't, I wasn't tracking. Do you remember? I can't remember exactly what, I think those were like 1048 and 1049. This is 1060 and 1061. And before I get into the story real quick, um, something that frustrates me that we've talked about on occasion, I can't remember whether we talked about it on the show or not, <clears throat> is when the cover has nothing to do with what's on the inside. And, and we talk about, we've talked about how, you know, they'll have the variants and the themed books and they'll do that, which is a completely different, different thing. But these are like actual things that, you know, based on me knowing the story and reading it, these could have been in the story. But they just did something else. It's it's so it's so odd to me that basically this is close to something that happened in the story, but definitely not something that happened. Both of these covers, but they're close. So they could have just actually done something that literally did happen, or make these covers have something that happened. I don't know. You know, I've always had that complaint my entire comic book reading life. I've uh, thought about that all the time, every time it comes up, you know. In the time of variants, you know, variants could be like this, and then the actual A cover should be more specific to the issue. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, right. But what, what did, Mar this weekend, Marcus came up with uh, that term, um, instead of clickbait, it's cover bait or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that during your video. Yeah. <laughs> when when you were explaining to him that and he called it cover bait, that was yeah. that was perfect. I'm going to yeah, I want to start using that, you know. Yeah. Uh, and he used it. I mean, he's obviously really bright, but you know, it's always fun as your kids get older and they continue to add on to their vocabulary and understanding of how and why and what they're saying. So when, when he, he used it perfectly, and then it made me even laugh even more later in the video. You know, this maybe not is, is the subject that anyone cares on this live stream, but because they haven't seen the video. But when he quoted, he goes, oh, he died. It was like, you know, he perfect, it was a perfect quotation for a kid, too, you know? Yeah. I really like that. So anyway, uh, so then the next thing I'll say about both of these again, we were talking about uh, the cost. And... These are 4.99 books, but as you can see right below the, you know, Batman Detective Comics uh, title there, it also includes Gotham Girl Interrupted, right? 
So there's literally in these two issues a full comic book of this Gotham girl interrupted. So I'm like, hmm, I, I wonder because I I don't care about Gotham Girl interrupted, you know. Uh, I wonder if Gotham Girl were interrupted weren't in there, could this have been a dollar cheaper at least, maybe more? <laughs> because literally, like I said, uh, there's 20 pages of Batman Detective Comics, and then there's 10 pages of Gotham Girl Interrupted. So there's literally a whole nother extra comic of something that I had no interest in buying in this book. With this book that, yeah, like I said, makes you go, hmm, could this have been cheaper just by not including something that I didn't want, you know? Yeah, <clears throat> that's the big uh, issue with, with uh, Detective. I think Batman does it as well. They raise the dollar, they give a backup story that they're selling you a backup story that nobody asked for. Yeah, yeah. It's like drop the dollar, drop the backup story, just give me. <laughs> yeah, just give me what I'm expecting. Right, yeah. All right, so this, uh, I'm going to use my notes here. <laughs> so this was written by uh, Mariko Tamaki and Nadia Shamas. Jamis? Did I pronounce those correctly? Well, Tamaki, right. yeah, I have thing, I have issues with Tamaki. Uh, the cover was done by Rice, Mickey, and Miki, and Anderson. Uh, you know, when there's three artists on a cover like that, does, does that mean, you know, one actually, one's the pencils, one's the colors, is like that? Or, you know, yeah. you'd assume, right? Yeah, pencils, inks, then colors. Yeah. So, and then the, the interior artist is Ivan Rice. And uh, the interior these are great too. This was this is a beautiful book from beginning to end, in my opinion. Um, and you know, I don't mind the covers. I especially like the cover for Ten Sixty One. It's really nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, I expressed my frustrations with them, obviously. But uh, as you can see on Ten Sixty, this is a Riddler story arc, and uh, basically, kind of in a nutshell, it's just a story as old as time where. Someone who's persecuted, namely Riddler, for being a bad guy, quoting like Mark, um, you know, basically, you know, uses his, you know, the way Riddler works, uh, uses his uh, clever ways of doing riddles and pointing out to everyone uh, that everyone else in Gotham City is a bad guy as well, technically. Everybody's got skeletons in their closet. So, uh, this is actually, I think, a three-issue arc, and this is the second and third issue of the three-issue arc. So I got to finish the entire story, so I got to see how it ended up. And uh, uh, But basically, like I said, he's, he's showing the world uh, and trying to force people to confess their sins, you know. And uh, some of the characters he's doing that with are very, uh, you know, you know, ends up very bad people that are in positions of authority, namely a judge and uh, and a lawyer, you know, and stuff like that. These these people that are convicting criminals, you know, are actually criminals themselves, you know. So he actually refers to them all as the citizen criminals, and he's actually doing a, a broadcast on YouTube or Facebook. I don't even actually think they say to specific social media, but he does this regular broadcast of, you know, dropping these riddles and hints and stuff uh, to people as to who they should actually be looking at that are actually the criminals instead of who Batman's after that are the criminals, you know? 
and uh, it definitely comes to a conclusion, which I, I don't want to ruin. Uh, but but I was really enjoying this. That you know I could track with this one, not having uh, read the first one. It, it talked about it enough to where I grasped what happened in the in the first one of this uh, arc. And uh, yeah, I, I really liked this from beginning to end. It was definitely I was worried because of what I reviewed last time that I was setting myself up for a downfall again. But this didn't. This was. This was a detective I'm used to, you know, obviously with Riddler and Batman, and it was a, it was a well done story, and and I I definitely give this, get it, um, I don't think I give it, uh, maybe if I read one I might give it a must have, but uh, definitely get it for both of these, 1060 and 1061 Detective Comics. Did you read Gotham Girl Interrupted? No. Right. Maybe you could, you know, cut it out and send it to Mike since you don't want <laughs> No, I have, I have. I'll read it. This isn't, uh, it, de it definitely, the biggest reason I didn't read it, well, partially is because I read these detective this morning. So, you know, yeah, cram, cram for time, you know. So, uh, and then secondly, uh, every panel that I looked at in all of them had nothing but females. So it's definitely a, uh, you know, targeted towards females story i'd assume from what i could see you know playing on the what was that movie girl interrupted yeah girl interrupted with uh this is uh yeah gotham girl but that's the thing i mean did anybody care about gotham girl way back when uh tom king created her at the beginning of the batman rebirth well my vote is definitely no so right. <laughs> she didn't even look cool either or anything i don't know you know because i looked at the like i said i looked at the pictures and i didn't read the story so but anyway there you go. Both of mine are get it. Look at those uh, reflections. Johnny's going to really have to pick that cover up. Yeah. You know, I was actually going to say that about, uh, did Johnny do his pick three this week, Mike? Yeah. Did he pick Bounty he Hunters? He had to have, right? He did not. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Let me, uh, I don't think he did. No, Marcus is the only one to pick Bounty Hunters. Every time I see those reflections, just like you said that, I think uh, Johnny now. So. I'm like, oh, that. Johnny definitely picked that one, which it was pretty cool. And the reflections yeah. are, I mean, when the reflections are done really well. It makes it that much better, of course. Well, it's funny about that detective. I didn't notice the reflection in the mirror until just now when it was up on the screen. And I had looked at it numerous times. Oh, yeah. But I, didn't know well, I think maybe that's part of the, uh, you know, attraction to, to them, especially for Johnny, obviously, is that they... You know, they sneak up on you sometimes you don't even realize they're there. You know? Yeah. All right, so then I'm going to talk about this for a minute. Uh, the reviewed book added to the fun fan freebie phrase this week. I guess we'll have to do the bunker, number one. Being a must-have. All right. right. Track, track. You can't have my copy. Track that down. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Now we need to buy three this week. One for me, one for... <laughs> The right. fun skin freebie and uh, one for Pat. Yeah, the trades <laughs> might be uh, might be better for you guys. We should have cracked down, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm sure, you know. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll be able to find that book. I don't think it'll be a problem. Yeah, you know, I might have a double of one of the issues, like number nine or something like that. It's. I think We're I only including one with the with the lot. You know, so number one. Remember. 
So if you, unless you review it every week and give a must-have to every single one of them, which I'd be interested in seeing that if somebody can win a whole lot, you know, yeah. if it survives that long too. You know? well, I'm gonna I'm gonna read them all, and I'll probably just do a little quick. I'm, I'm not gonna review each individual book, but I'll kind of throw out a little. I'm still enjoying it, or it's gone to trash, or or something like that. <laughs> well, I'm actually gonna tell you, I I, I was I've thought about that a lot with our reviews. It would be really fun. For like one of us and, and since it was my idea I'm, I'm actually thinking about it being me is just reading just one title all the time for, for one of the books and then another title for the next book you know and cover it yeah every week that'd be great you'd that's have why to i was mentioning that too. with years too fast you know? yeah you'd have to do back issues because uh, like patrick he can't do red man number two for at least 30 days right all right, yeah, you'd have to. So you'd basically you'd have to have four books you'd be doing that with in that form, right? Unless it's Amazing Spider-Man or something that comes out weekly or five. Or saga, <laughs> or saga that doesn't come out every six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess those are the problems there. But you could definitely do it with Bunker, so I guess you should do it first. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, those are great reviews, though. So uh, yeah. Bunker number one is added this week, though, to the Fun Fans Reading. So. All right, we ready for this awesome, and I'm super excited once again for the uh, Get It or Forget It because we might sell it again uh, on the Whatnot Show this week. So you ready? I am ready. All right. You got a deal. Are you for real? And this one looks pretty sweet too. So the ones I've seen. Oh. Cool, my phone is charged enough. Nice. <laughs> Alright. We get a notepad here. All right, Mike, you're first, and this is a good one, okay? Yeah, so across the street, some people put up a lemonade stand, so Marcus just went out and got some, and it's it's real lemonade. Holy cow. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Right. They go uncanny, 365. Pretty awesome. The yep. ghost of Christmas passed, so there's no snow on this, but... You know, it's Christmas theme, so you're good. Yep. Oh man, this is this is a good one for you too as well, Pat. Got web forty two. That's awesome too. Just covering the uh Spidey boxes today. Right? Yeah. All right, Mike. Uh, maybe not so good, but you know I've got fond memories of this cover actually. She number four. She number four, yeah. Williams great cover, right? Yeah, I always liked his artwork. Um, I never read the book. I used to have those because I loved his artwork. Yeah. I mean, he wrote it too. I don't know. 
how well it was written. It stuck around for a long time. This is from the you know the nineties, the bad girl era. Yeah. And then Pat, this is a, this is a good one. Mike's gonna wish he said this one though, or did this one though. Here we go. Thief of Thieves number seventeen. Right, Mike, you're a big fan, right? Yeah, I like that series. All right, and speaking speaking of something I'm a big fan of, this is pretty sick. It has no board in this bag though; it's just a bag though, so I'm looking at it. It's in decent shape. It's got probably three or four spine chicks on it. But Punisher number five. Yep. All right, Pat. You got Nomad number eleven. Nomad. It's like a bad 1990s TV show. <laughs> right. You think I that, never read it. It could be really good. I never read it. You think David Hasselhoff could be the actor? For that? Right. <laughs> Nomad, starring David Hasselhoff. All right, Mike. This is cool one, though. Marvel Comics presents 22. Cyclops. Man, anytime I see anything with Marvel Comics presents on it, I grab it pretty much. Yeah, I really like that series. Yeah. What is that, 22? Yeah, 22, yeah. All right, Pat, this is a fun one for you. No idea what this is. Knight and Squire number three. It's good to be the king. Are you familiar with this one, Pat? Nope. Mike? Uh, I have that miniseries, but I haven't read it. I got it because that, that it's real Batman-like, right? Doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Batman's laying here all. I'm assuming that's Batman. It's the yeah, it's kind of set in medieval times, possibly. Yeah. All right, Mike. You got JLA 51. That's a great cover. Yeah, I like the Hughes cover, right? I don't think so. Yeah, it's early Adam Hughes, I think. I like his pin on his hat. It says, I break for aliens. And then he's got, obviously, the lantern for there, Martian Manhunter. And... Fun cover. <clears throat> All right, Pat, you got another fun one here. Incorruptible, number nine. It's not a bad cover, though. You're a Mark Wade fan, too, aren't you? Yeah, these were pretty good books, actually. All right, Mike. All right, Steven's going to want this a lot. It's got Incredible Hulk 422. Oh, no, I, once again, I should say either he already has this one, I'm sure. But that's a great cover. Uh-oh. All right, Pat. Got some value going on here. But this is kind of... This is a... Uh, 
don't know exactly what to call this, but it's actually in a bag. Uh, what's the Harbinger Trade? It's actually got, so it's got a Harbinger number zero in the back. And it's bagged with this Children of the Eighth Day. I don't know what it is. So that looks like the trade paperback. With, this is uh, just a hole in the bag, too. This isn't any damage on the book, and I don't see any damage there either, so it's fine. Yeah, it looks like the trade paperback for probably the first six issues or eight issues or whatever, but it has a bag with or it's packed with the zero issue. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But good luck finding that, Pat. Oh, it's, it's an easy one, believe me. Oh, really? Okay. It's everywhere. <laughs> okay. All right, Mike. Back to some coolness here. Not that Harbinger isn't cool. Harbinger, I've, read, I've read a couple Harbingers. It's not bad. Because everybody wants to beat up on Valiant, including us. Uh, there you go, Pat, or, uh, Mike. Green Arrow 105. I would actually pick the Harbinger over Green Arrow because I've never really been a big fan of Green Arrow. But yeah, I'm not. That's what I'm saying. I mean, everybody beats up on Valiant, but there's some definite DC Marvel trash. That's for sure. Not the Green Arrow's trash. I don't mean geez. I mean it's so tough not to say something. <laughs> yeah, calm down, everyone. <laughs> All right, Pat. Now this is my speed. Look at that Galactica 1980. Nice. You don't know who the artist is for that cover. I do not. Mike? No, I'm trying to look at that signature. I don't recognize the, the art. That doesn't help. <laughs> I don't know either. I was just kidding. <laughs> well, it says, I don't know if one of those is the... Oh, Perillo. I, I'm looking at it close now. Ah. You, know, you guys know Perillo? Right, right. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. Oh, this is awesome. This is in great shape, too. Oh, man. With that Galactica 1980 and now this, I might want this. This is Flash number six. Oh, That's like a great that. couple. Yeah. It's, like I said, it's in great shape, too. Oh, man. This is a great line. This spine is just a little rolled, but every, there's one spine tick. All right, but this is cool, Pat. Captain America 339, Fall of Mutants tie-in. Man, I love that cover. I remember buying that cover. Buying yeah, me too. Because I got all the, I didn't get Cat back then, but I got the Fall of Mutants tie-in. Yeah, that's the same way with me too. I didn't, and I was, you know, Fall of Mutants definitely in my top five favorite stories of all time. That one's probably worth the 25 bucks this lot cost. Oh, you know, I went right into the lot again without explaining it. I guess I'll just explain it whenever you guys are calculating. Uh, Mike. Yeah. Fantastic Four, 294. 
That's a great cover too, Jerry Ordway. Two ninety four. You have this one, don't you, Pat? Yeah. It's right after John Byrne left the book. Did you read it? Yep. The story is good as the cover. Oh boy, I don't remember. What was going on. <laughs> I want a full review right now. No. <laughs> Uh, that one's for Mike, though, right? Yeah, I have it. All right, Pat. Okay. Oh, Pat! Check out this Hellboy cover. Yeah. Dark Horse Presents 100. Do you have this? I do have that, yep. Hey, go. Bernie Wrightson cover. Oh, yeah, I like that Wrightson cover. That's sick. And this literally looks like it was... Oh, no, it's not. After, after Closer... <laughs> It doesn't have any color break, but it's got a couple. Uh, oh, there's one that's got a color break. It's got actually. I'm not even going to say a couple. It's literally got four. Four little ticks. One of them is color break. <clears throat> All right, this is one of those covers that annoys me actually, but I mean it's kind of cool. I'm not a big Deadpool fan, Mike. Here you go, Deadpool number thirty-nine. These covers where I don't know which way to look at it are confusing to me, and I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's Mark Brooks cover there. Yep. Cool yin-yang thing going on there, though. Yep. 39. I like the wooden rake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Up against two nine mil. <laughs> right. All right, Pat, here's another fun one for you. Oh, and it's a number one. This might, if it doesn't sell, it might make it on the whatnot. You know? California out there, number one. Mm, it's just out there. It's on a California license plate. Oh, okay. You know this, then. Okay. It's a good book, Humberto Ramos. That art is sick. Actually, I love, every time I see that, you know, I, I don't know who it is, but I see that type of art. I love it. All right. Oh, oh, man. This is a great... This is, I'm excited to hear the total of this lot. No kidding. Uh, this is for Mike. Marvel Comics presents 52. Wolverine. Versus Wild Child. Not the greatest Wolverine art, but definitely not bad. My favorite Wolverine costume. With a nice gray Hulk corner box. Pat, you're getting all the off-title ones, but you probably know this. You probably own this. I don't know. The Boz Chronicles? Number six? By Epic? <laughs> that cover? Oh, my God. You guys a fan of this cover? No. Not so much. It's like colored pencil. I've seen those around, but I've, I have no clue about that series at all. Yeah. Look like Brett Blevins from the signature there. Oh, yeah, yep, exactly, yep. All right, uh, this is for Mike, Avengers 180. Oh, that's a good good issue there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do I need that one? Maybe I do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 
And unfortunately, this is one that doesn't have a board either, but looks in good shape. I see one, two, three. Three spine ticks. None of them have color break from what I can tell. Back looks nice too. I'm assuming this is going to be a $25 book. All right. Close. A kid. Pat. American Gods. Number nine. Not a fan of this book, but I am a fan of most of the covers. Not a big fan of the show either, but. They didn't make it through the show. I think we watched two or three episodes and it's just. About there. I don't know. It wasn't. If I had high hopes for it. It just didn't really cap, grab us. Yeah, I think I watched uh, probably two or three episodes as well. Yeah. It was just out. It was too out there for me. Yeah. All right, Mike. Final book here. Well, that's a good one. Seriously. Uh, great shape, too. Don't see any issues with this one at all. Adventures of Superman number three. We all know this is going to be a dog. No, I'm just kidding. It probably is, though, because no one buys Superman. <laughs> He's just too OP. I'm just kidding. I know there's Superman guys, people out there. You know. I actually heard that the current Action Comics storyline, uh, is Percy writing that? I, I heard it's really, really good kind of kick myself for not picking them up. Oh, Steven commented about that poly bag. He loves collecting the poly bag issues. Fun times. I agree. I'm And I'm one that I usually buy multiple so I can leave one in the poly bag and then take, take one out because everybody argues, you know, take it out of the poly bag, you know, so. Yeah. But anyway, um, so reminder on how all this works while the, the guys are tallying this awesome lot that you can buy this lot from us for what we paid plus shipping, which is $25. And at, technically this was 26 bucks for $25 because the polybag has two in there. Um, but you, if you want to buy this a uh, lot from us, you just have to email me at you got a deal lot is mine at gmail.com spelled out completely no spaces no other characters just you got a deal lot is mine at gmail.com and claim this and it's yours for 25 bucks plus shipping and uh you have until next week uh at this time when we start the next lot to do that and um i'll also be offering this on the whatnot show at 7 p.m eastern standard time on friday what do you got at 38 bucks all right i'm not super excited yet mike seems to still be tallying 
what he got. <laughs> I was I was done tallying minutes ago, but I was looking at uh, eBay. Um, you know, side tangent. Uh, yeah. Thirty-seven. Yeah, it's a rough one. I'm surprised. I thought a couple of those would have something. But still, so that's 75 bucks. There's a lot of good 80s and 90s stuff in there. You know, yeah, I actually like this one. It was kind of sort of up and down, but uh, it was an interesting and different one. A lot of different things in there. Yeah, and of course, I mean, the value's there. Obviously, we're saying 75 bucks. It's just if you're not interested in almost every single one of those, who knows if it would be worth the... I don't know how much the shipping would be on this. Hypothetically, if it's 10 bucks, you know, you're paying 35 bucks for... If you only like half of them, then you're getting around, you know, that kind of thing, you know. But uh, it's not bad. It's just, uh, um, you know, actually, I'm going to I'm gonna leave this up to you this week, Mike. Given this a, uh, are you for real or you got a deal? What are you going to give it? Um, I hate giving it, uh, are, you, are you for real? But it's just, it really doesn't blow the doors off. If we give this an are you for, or uh, you got a deal, it's really doing a disservice for those ones that truly hit that hundred dollar mark yeah so yeah I'd have to all say. right so we're we got two weeks in a row here now uh are you for real but we had like two or three weeks that you got a deals in there so we're not doing too bad still and ironically enough as i said uh earlier our, our first sale of this lot was an are you for real and i actually uh he was asking during the show where do i see what's in the and I said, I'll show it at the end of the show, which I did. I got a delay going on there. Um, I showed it at the end of the show, but I told him, I said, you can go watch our video and see the value there. And when he bought it, it showed it on my screen. I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. Thanks, man. What'd you do? Watch the video. And he's like, no, nah, I'm just uh, throwing caution to the wind. I was like, okay, that's cool. Too. <laughs> so hopefully he's happy. But I'm sure he's probably like me where... You know, every time I buy a mystery lot, if I'm ever severely disappointed, I don't blame anyone but myself. I'm the one that made the choice to buy it. So you can't really get upset about those. But so we're giving that. Uh, are you for real? You can claim it. A you got a deal lot is mine at gmail.com. Only one person, obviously. Uh, next week at this time when we start the next one, this one's over, and then we can start selling these individually. Uh, Patrick will buy Avengers. <laughs> uh, Mike, you have yet to buy Daredevil, um, but we'll get a couple of these. Ah, oh, forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's available now. Yeah. It's an attic seller. You can go pick it up. So. I'll be there tomorrow. From what I understand, there's a stack of books to pack up. Yeah. A short box, actually. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> actually, I've got one big box already for one of them. The guy that bought the yeah. mystery lot, he also bought seven other books. Okay. He bought the mystery lot and seven books, so it's in one box. So that's a lot. So, yeah. I might have to call off work tomorrow. <laughs> to ship everything. <laughs> Which that's another thing about, uh, speaking of whatnot, uh, when I was talking earlier about some lessons learned, I had to pay like $57 for shipping. I've already had to pay it. Oh. And, and they don't give me any of the money until they're delivered. Right. I don't actually, I don't know whether it's when they're delivered or once they're actually shipped, once they're actually moving, you know, so. Well, it's got to be probably when they ship because, you know, I, Marcus and I bought books from Acceler on there 
Yeah, it's out of our hands after that. Yeah. yeah it's the craziest thing. I'm packing up my own books <laughs> for you to ship to me three miles away. Um, and when we got them, we didn't have to do anything to say we got them. So I don't know how they figured that out. Yeah, I don't know either exactly. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Uh, we're ready for a lot of people's favorite segment of the show. Patrick, are you ready? I'm ready. Well, I wanted to go back since uh, Kevin talked about good old Metroplex so much last week. I figured we should show him. There it is. Yep. Now, I, I will say, I think his robot mode is pretty cool. Yeah, it's the robot mode is not bad. But yeah, when he transforms, especially, I'm like, mm. well, let's transform him for 200 bucks. Here he is. <laughs> what the heck? Come on. You're a backloader. You're <laughs> Uh, he has a buzzsaw in the back, though, Kevin. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. He's not even on wheels, though, is he? He's just, he just like, becomes a foundational thing there, doesn't yeah. he? I think that's know. what it looks like. Yeah. But I, I don't want to criticize Transformers fans. I brought I brought some stuff for Transformers, guys. I, like I said, I like his robot mode. That's up for you to decide, you know, whether he's worth $200 to you. But I, when I was looking him up, I noticed they've they've added some more uh, in the collaborative series that we had talked about in the in the past, and these are up on Has on Hasbro Pulse, but I think they are actually Target exclusives. And the first one is a crossover with Tonka. Here we have the Tonkinator. Nice, <laughs> the Tonkinator. He's a combiner, which means you know he 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 disassembles into smaller little vehicles and then you can combine them into one large robot uh, ah, okay he's 105 bucks i think these one two three four usually five different like voltron five different individuals that form one giant robot in the end and i right. actually think you know a lot of these well almost all of these collaborative transformers crossovers are they started out as another you know just generic not generic but known transformer and they've decoed them into you know whatever the crossover entails here with the you know the classic yellow of tonka he's not die cast though he's not metal he's plastic so uh and the other big collaborative and it's surprising he wouldn't be metal with tonka obviously typically being metal and then yeah. it's so expensive you know, why wouldn't it be? You know? Yeah, I think if he was metal, if he was diecast, he'd be even more. He'd probably be like 300 bucks. Yeah, that's Diecast robot go, are going these days. Okay, okay. Okay, so some, some more of the uh, the collaborative series is a crossover with Street Fighter. Right? Just so you would expect the Transformers to cross over with Street Fighter. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? So... These are these, these both these shots. I had to grab the the group shots, 
So the first group is Optimus Prime, who transforms into Ryu, versus Megatron, who transforms into M. Bison. And this is like $113 for those two. And you can, if you squint hard enough, you can see they look like the Street Fighter characters. Yeah, I can definitely tell with, <laughs> I can't remember her name, but the, the well, blue one. Yeah. We'll, get to, we'll get to her next. Okay. Uh, she's in the I got a question. Way. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So does the... Does the robot form of Optimus Prime turn into the robot or this this Ryu looking robot, or is it the truck Optimus Prime that changes into the robot Ryu? Yeah, it's know? it's the truck. The truck transforms into what we see here. Okay, gotcha. Okay, okay. Yeah, sort of. It's just Optimus Prime with Ryu colors, you know, red and white. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same with Megatron. So if Johnny was ever, you know, he I know he loves his Megatron, but if he ever wanted. One decoed up as M. Bison from Street Fighter. Here's his chance. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that was on his list of his, his wish list of things he always wanted. Right, right. I wish Megatron came in red. All right. And this is the other group. It's cheaper. It's $75. And this is the Ken and Chun Li set. Uh, Ken transforms from Hot Rod, and Chun Li transforms from RC, the, the famous female Transformer. That they they seem to reuse quite a lot. So yeah, just I, I needed to see Metroplex, and I found some uh, additional collaborative series that we talked about in the past. So I wanted to show those to the Transformer fans out there. Interesting stuff. Interesting. Not my deal, but interesting. <laughs> okay, I know I'm I'm on the same page. Uh, it will stick with a crossover, and another crossover that I'm sure you were just wishing for and wishing for oh, it's Ninja Turtles with Stranger Things <laughs> so these are also Target exclusives uh, $40 sets Raphael and Hopper and 11 in Leonardo why? why? right don't know I'm calling Target <laughs> You, why, why are you calling them? Because you're going to give them a pat on the back or you're going to ask them what the heck's going on here? Yeah, well, I'm sure nobody at Target had anything to do with this. But nah. Well, as I stated recently, too, I don't like this packaging because I can't tell which way I'm supposed to be looking at. <laughs> That's so you can turn it either way. And you're, you know, if you're feeling Stranger Things on Tuesday, you're good. And then turn it around for the turtles the next day. This is a bad idea. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't try to be too... Uh, again, I'm not trying to judge anybody, but you know, every time this kind of thing comes up, I, it always takes me back to Big. Remember when you know Tom Hanks was working for the toy company, and he kept he just tell, told him how stupid the stuff they were making was. You remember that scene from Big? Yeah, you think the toy guy would have seen the toy movie, but I've never seen Big. Oh my gosh, man! You got to check it out. It still holds up. I've watched it in the last couple of years. It's a great movie. I like uh, Tom Hanks too, but I've never seen it. Yeah, he's uh, so he he works for a toy company, and you know, of course, since he's actually a kid, he knows best, and he's telling all these toy guys, "Man, this is dumb. Nobody wants to play with that." <laughs> so anytime I see toys like this, it always reminds me of Big, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Stranger Things has sort of always had these ties to Target. I know Mike, we had talked about the DVDs and Blu-rays a few weeks back. It seems like that's the place to go for any Stranger Things merchandise. And uh, 
They've had hit or miss. I think McFarland did some Stranger Things toys. They've always been sort of like it's one of those deals with with Stranger Things dropping everything all at once. By the time the toys come around, it's you know they've passed their sell by date almost, and they kind of just sit around. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, Playmates. Obviously, these are reused turtle figures that they've released a million times. But I think yeah, the Stranger Things portion of it is probably new. But yeah, uh, yeah I don't know if, if you're really wanting the Stranger Things figures if it's worth 40 bucks to get a ninja turtle along with it so yeah you think you'd have to be a big fan of both to be willing to right yeah. yeah but uh Which, yeah that probably fits a mold somewhere but i don't oh, know if it's enough to where it'll make it worth it so we'll see we will um, since you mentioned that too that makes me that gives me a thought about stranger you know just about netflix in general obviously netflix is you know, I've I've been reading that they're kind of bleeding, you know, yeah. subscribers and stuff lately. I've always thought that about all their shows too. Even though I enjoy binging out the gate when something's released, you know, with the Stranger Things, they made it in the two separate volumes, of course, for this season only. I think they should do because uh, the other streaming outlets will do the one released every week thing. They should just Paramount does that with the new Star Trek and. And I think uh, I mentioned Amazon Prime did it with the um, uh, the the one with the hole in the field show. Can't remember the <laughs> right now, but they were releasing two a week. But but yeah, like let, you know, especially if you're putting out toys that kind of rely on the show being new to sell these new toys, they spread it out. You know, so yeah, I don't. I like the one a week format in all yeah. kinds of ways. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's my preferred. It, it lets you build up anticipation, you know, it doesn't yeah. let you so spoilers don't get out so fast if you can't catch up as quickly right. as somebody that can just sit there all day and watch the whole series, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. I like it. Yep. All right. And the last toy related thing I wanted to go back because the uh, Long Box Heroes were announced last week and uh, I talked about them, but they finished out the last two figures are these two uh rocketeer related figures one's an evil rocketeer and the other one's sort of like a henchman rocketeer related figure uh so that rounded out this first wave and toy otter jason guyers released uh his initial well close to final packaging look which i think looks really nice yeah they do yeah those are great um, he said they went through a lot of iterations and they're not final, but they're close to final. Uh, and then they actually went up for pre-sale on Big Bad Toy Store last weekend. I'll give myself a slight pat on the back. I was right on the nose, twenty-four ninety-nine a figure. Nice. Uh, you can also buy them in groups. Hundred seventy-five bucks for these guys, and you'll notice there's a question mark. So maybe get another one. Yeah, there's a mystery figure, which they're not revealing. We'll get to that in a minute here. I have my suspicions. Uh, and this is these are the other three. I don't know why they choose, chose to do this. Uh, the Rocketeer figures are grouped into their own separate bundle for $75. Um, but, you know, I mentioned the uh, mystery figure in following Jason Geyer's Toy Otter's Facebook and instagram feeds 
you know, I don't know. I think I got to figure it out because somebody, you know, said wave two needs Hellboy. You know, he says, Hellboy, you say? And then down ah. here, down here at the other one, uh, they, they're talking about the packaging and how, how much work they went through. And Toyota responds, it was total hell, boy. <laughs> so, you know, I don't, I think they've almost got me on the hook to get this bundle because so, I think Hellboy is going to be the mystery figure. Make I sense. wonder if, if that's the only way you'll be able to get the Hellboy figure. That's so what they're saying. But as you, you know, they can do all kinds of versions of Hellboy, though. Yeah. So this this one might be like, you know, the Anagunrama version with the horns. So, you know, people won't be upset if, they, if Wave 2 brings out, you know, a regular looking Hellboy. Right. You know, something something variant related to Hellboy could be this mystery figure, but I don't know. I just have a feeling and, and then I'm gonna I have I'm gonna have FOMO if I don't go in on this group and miss out on the Hellboy figure. Uh and they're they're providing transparency, you know, they they're saying that uh every figure each figure has to meet a 1,500 threshold, you know, 1,500 units to be sold for that figure, for that individual figure to be produced. And they're, they're trying to update daily. And I, most of the figures are about a third of the way, you know, you can actually, you can see, uh, you know, I think I wish I, I didn't want to show all of them because it would have been too many pictures, but uh, Tick is actually in the lead, I think. Uh, Rocketeer's not far behind. Uh, you know, Cassie Hack is sort of on the low level, which I think that, that's understandable because she's probably the most least known figure of the group. Yeah. What about Grendel? He's sort of mid-range. He's probably around Mad Men levels, if I remember correctly. Um, but it, it, it'll be interesting to see. You know, and I, then I don't know what happens if, like, you know, say say you're all in on well, not all in, but you you go for this group right here with the mystery figure. What happens if one of these guys like Cassie Hack doesn't make it? Right, right. What happens to the bundle? So, I think those people have asked those questions, but they've gone sort of like ignored because I'm not. I don't know if they know what they're going to do there if they sub it with another figure or or what they do, but um, they maybe I'm, didn't think it through completely as they should have. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or but, just assume uh, they would all make it or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, and they say, you know, everybody, you know, throws out their suggestions for Wave 2 and they're like, well, yeah, believe me, we've got lots of plans. But, you know, these guys have got to, the first Wave's got to make it. So we'll see what happens. I'll keep everyone updated because I'm I'm interested and I'll let you know if I uh, go for this Wave so I can get my help. My, what I think is going to be Hellboy is this mystery figure, so... And that's uh that's all i had for this week that's what's uh, on your horizon awesome so i got a couple questions though yeah is this your pre-order selection screen that you screenshotted here that you've got on here mine yeah uh like, did, what you, you, did you literally is this your order no 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 okay this is just i'm wondering about this uh select packaging grade yeah yeah they do that they do that with all their toys okay so the collector it's 21 dollars more no, no. Oh, yeah. Actually, I guess it is. Yeah. 
that's because you know that's because you're, we're talking six figures here so normally it's like three bucks a figure to get the collector's grade so they're they're giving you that little squeeze for every single one of these figures i guess is what's happening what's here the, what's the standard what is that like free basically is that just what the standard is so it's free standard you know? is Standards at the one seventy four ninety nine price. There might be some shelfware. Okay. The, the collectors is like, you should find no fault at all with the card or. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, that was gonna be my next question. What's the difference? Okay. And then, yeah, and then the other way, if there's some shelf damage or packaging, you know, shipping from the factory damage, they'll offer those a substandard and give you a discount. Yes. Yeah, so okay. If you're I got to take them off the card. You might as well go for that substandard. If it's yes, available. if if it's available, that'd be the yeah. way to go. If you're just going to open them, right? All right. One last one last comment. Can you go back to the three figure picture you had? The Rocketeers. Yeah. Yeah. So this drives me nuts. Right. So you said these are twenty four ninety nine a piece, right? Yep. So if I buy all three separately, it only costs me seventy four ninety seven. But if I get them. Yeah. Three together, I gotta pay two more cents. Yeah. Now, it's Sticking still it counterintuitive to me. Why don't they at least like reduce it? Like seriously, even like five bucks when they bundle it. Yeah, a lot of places will do that. Unfortunately, exactly. that's not what they're doing here, though. And I think that that is also because of the they're trying to reach their minimum orders because it's sort of like a Kickstarter, but done through a uh, an online retailer. It's a little little bit different, but exactly. Usually, when you buy. A group they're going to kick you a little bit of a discount but that's yeah. not they're not going to give that to you here and it's not just them i see it occasionally but regularly you know yeah where, i hear you all yeah. kinds of places. it'll be in target sometimes where i'll see a bundle that'll be you know and i know it's ticky tacky because it's only a few cents but yeah i'll see it's cheaper if i walk up to the register with three separate figures as opposed to the same bundle that's beside it is a couple cents more it's so crazy to me you know yeah i hear you anyway anyway Yep. I definitely want that Grendel. Yeah, I, I like those, but uh, they're, they're priced way out of uh, my comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. But it kind of makes sense with uh, the whole deal. You know, maybe someday if they become regular on shelf stuff, the price go down a little bit. Which you got to imagine that's their ultimate goal, right? So, yeah, I think yeah they've even mentioned now. that. Yeah, they've, they've mentioned that. You know they would do a lot better if they would offer this to other outlets but they're saying that they could that they they're doing this exclusive with big bad toy store that has to be the way they do things initially but if they do well they will open it up to other vendors you know because you got to get the money so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so it's all about <laughs> all right but, but awesome great show or great segment thank you so that brings us to where we've actually committed ourselves to the geek stuff we got. And uh, spoiler alert, I want to go, what, Mike? No, I, I said, oh, I forgot. That's right. Yeah. I said, are we, are we done already? What, what's going on? Yeah. More hours.
to say before I thought I heard Mike say something that, uh, spoiler alert, I want to go first. And you know what that means? Nothing. Actually, it's not quite that bad this week, but it's pretty weak. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> uh, but I got this. <laughs> Gotta have the tool for the trade. <laughs> got the webcam for my... For your car? Uh, <laughs> not completely broken, but uh, damaged uh, laptop. But uh, And I got this. This is my first birthday present. I'm assuming, not trying to be too uh, presumptuous, though, that I'll have a few things to show next week, hopefully. But yeah, this is all this is all I picked up this week, and I got this as my uh, first birthday present. So that's it for what I got. Who wants to go next? Mike Patrick. or Patrick? Or Patrick? I feel like Patrick. I, feel like I went first on. Uh... The reviews. So yeah, that's what I should. We should do. We should just have a standard how we're going to rotate it, so I don't have to keep annoying okay. listeners with asking you guys and having that pause. Yeah, good call, Mike. Good call. So Mike or Pat, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned uh, I was at a little toy store last week, but I didn't have uh, picks up. Valor showed some of the stuff he got, but I got these two Marvel Legends Fantastic Four on retro cards. Uh, you know. Yeah, cheaper than half off retail because uh, I'm assuming this guy beat me to the punch to the target clearance aisle because uh, I never saw them on clearance to target and uh, so I got the Invisible Woman and I got Mr. Fantastic nice. uh, and then I also last week had this but I didn't open it was uh, my from Amazon my Storm Shadow G.I. Joe Classified figure came oh that's awesome yeah He's really nice. Uh, I took a brief look at him before the show started. Um, you know, he, he can he has that interchangeable hood you can pop off and on. Um, yeah. And actually, since you're bringing this up, um, as soon as Pat's done, Mike, go. I'll, I'll be back in in one second. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna grab something real quick. Okay. Um. Yeah. So he's 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 really. They've done some uh, other storm shadows in the past uh for more like the animated look and for like the gi or the snake eyes movie version uh but this is more classic and he's uh he's got all the weapons and accessories and interchangeable things that you would expect from the classified series line uh and then yesterday was the butler area toy show uh which we all went to i didn't pick up anything there unfortunately it was it was a good show uh, well attended. I was glad to see so many people there. Uh, we were only there for probably about an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Um, but later in the evening, I went to Walmart and found these guys, uh, Q-Figs. I don't think I've ever talked about them on here in the past. They're sort of like, you know, uh, chibi, super deformed, Japanese-style little figures, probably about three or four inches tall. And uh, they had been on, I they I think earlier in the spring or maybe even at the end of the winter, they these started being clearanced out at Walmart's. You get them. I, I picked up a few. I think Valor even got like a Miles Morales or something. I and, love those. That yeah. So it was a big clearance day yesterday, Target and Walmart. So I, you know, I was like, why are these guys here? For I just found Wolverine first, so I scanned them with my 
phone and it came up six six bucks. So then I wanted to start looking for more because I figured they were probably clear. All of them were clearanced. And on an end cap, I found Storm and she also rang up a six box. They also had Kitty Pride, but she was still full price. And they had uh, Spider Gwen and she was still full price, even though I think she had been previously clearanced. In fact, I may have picked her up. I can't remember. Um, but yeah. Uh, I, I, this is just a side note, Mike. You may want to stop out to your Target because there's a lot of vinyl on clearance. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. There's actually movies, which is unusual for Target. A lot of their exclusive uh, Target-only stuff is on is clearanced, and uh, a lot of vinyl is on clearance right now. Yeah, I'll swing by. I, I never really pay attention to the vinyl because it's so unorganized and and it's it's expensive. Yeah. It is over well typically yeah yeah i bought a couple for uh ayla from target and yeah they, i always got to pay a, pay a premium to get them from there yeah they they do they do a lot of like like uh blu-rays and dvds they do a lot of target only like special editions there mm -hmm. i think it, i think they kind of lean more mainstream which might not be up your alley mike but you might find something there yeah other oh, yeah there's definitely stuff that i've seen there before that i that i would want yeah did you did you want to talk about something GI Joe related, Kevin? Before I skip to my last item, or was that, or did you just think oh, us? Oh, uh, so I I uh, just realized because you showed a Marvel Legends that I actually got something else, and, and oh, okay. I, felt, I felt bad because if, if we make me full screen here for a second, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tyler hooked me up. This is this is actually my first first birthday present. That's cool with the cap wolf head. Yeah, what's the story? I don't, you know, Tyler asked me about the cap wolf head. I, what's the story <laughs> there? I don't know. I've never. We were close know, with that Captain America that popped up in the in the yeah. deal for real. That was around close to that era, you know, as Mark Grunewald, where uh, Cap got turned into a werewolf. So. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look that up because I wasn't aware of that. Um, and sort then of, again, what were you we saying? Sort of uh, love-hate among the comic book community with that Cap Wolf. Some people really dig him. Some people think that was like one of the low, lowest points of Captain America. Well, I, I'm going to, I judge it on the art. You know, when it got really, um, I see a lot of Cap where the, the, the way the Captain America banner is even on the book, it's all like, super fat and flared you know i don't know whether that's that same area you're referring to but when i see those i'm like oh man i don't even want those you know <laughs> i guess that was when liefeld did a few and if you know it was those covers uh but anyway like i said earlier i've bought i've, I've bought a lot of captain america lots old captain america lots back when i was buying a lot of lots so i probably have the issues you're referring to as well but you said one of the one that we got from you got a deal was one of those issues. Uh, it was it was close oh. to that era. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay. Yeah. But yeah, so I got that too. So like I said, uh, Tyler watched this show, and he'd have been like, "What? You did? I got you, Captain America. You didn't even show that." So there, I got that. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, we can get back to <laughs> we can get back to yours. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I only have one more thing, and it was. Uh, you know, I, the customer service, you know, top level, it was actually delivered by the place that I got this from this week. 
And that is Marvel <laughs> 2 and 1, number 8. <laughs> Pick this up from Excel Comics. They, they didn't, yeah, they didn't charge me that much. It was probably, it, definitely the cost of gas was probably, wow. Then, uh, <laughs> definitely worth almost as much as this book is worth. But uh, yeah, um, close, one step closer to finishing off my Marvel 2 and 1s. So Awesome. Yeah. How many do you need? Do you have a count on? I think I need like five more. Jeez. And then that annual number two with Thanos. Which is the kicker. Yeah, sometimes it's come down a little bit, but I'll get it here someday. Yeah, yeah that's great. Awesome. Did you already have the thing uh, in that Fantastic Four line? You got uh, Invisible Woman and uh, Mr. Fantastic, or did they not have it? Yeah, I, I picked up the thing first, and then I, got, I think I got uh, Human Torch at some point. But I was kind of waiting. I was playing the long game, hoping for a clearance, and then... I missed the clearance, but luckily this guy had him for a decent price. So, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, Mike, you're up. All right. This week, uh, I got a 10 issue lot of our fighting forces featuring the losers. And uh, for a while there, I was, I was trying to fill in my gaps on the, the DC horror books from the 70s but uh, those are a little bit pricey so i jumped back over to our fighting forces which i'm also trying to grab uh and fill in some gaps there um so this is issue 123 up in the left is actually the first appearance within this title uh it's her second appearance overall and uh so i had i had a copy of that already and then um i had a copy i think i showed it last week i got that that copy there in the bottom right so i gave those two to marcus um because he begged me for them <laughs> <laughs> and uh this is the other five I where love are mark's them. where are mark's books do you maintain them for him or does he have a box in his room or whatever he has a box in his room so so yeah i know patrick's always like oh dude that drink is a little close to those books you know making him nervous which it does me as well but yeah his darth vader number three is in his room in a long box Nice. <laughs> like, should I get that out of there? <laughs> Not for him, but from one of the neighborhood the neighborhood kids come around. Right, right. Wrestling and trashing his room. Um, but anyway, here's the here's the the other the other five. So I'm uh, filling in some gaps there. Got these for a really great price. And you know, we talked on the Exceller about uh, how I was accurate that the Losers movie was these losers but what did you say about it particular it's based on there was a vertigo series of, of the losers and there's only one character from the original world war ii storylines that is in that series which that series a modern series and they're not soldiers they're like cia or something like that um, so it is based on a comic book series and that comic book series isn't really doesn't really follow these losers I, I you know i've seen the movie though and you said you didn't see the movie right i didn't but what's funny i was at my parents and my dad actually has it on DVD. oh yeah <laughs> um i could swear though in the movie which not obviously they don't need to be comic book accurate but in the movie they are soldiers though they're not cia and stuff oh okay but they're so not, maybe they're trying to do kind of a triple crossover unintentionally, but that's how it worked out or whatever. You know, it's not it's not World War II. It's more modern. 
Yeah, 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 I, I, yeah. They're, but but they're soldiers. Yeah, mm-hmm. not CIA. But um, Quite a but you're saying one movie. of them from the World War II era is in it though, even yeah. though obviously it wouldn't be able to be the same character because they're right. Old. The name is the same. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's that's weird. Why would they do that? Okay. Yeah. Right. Why not just do it like these books you're showing now? Exactly. We that's a whole another discussion. What were you saying, Patrick? Quite a cast for that movie. The losers, yeah, I know, yeah. right? I was excited when it came out. It it definitely fell a little flat, um, but it wasn't horrible. I didn't hate it, but it just uh, I, I thought it was going to be way better than it was. Did you see it, Pat? No. Yeah, why don't you tell Mike everybody who's in, or did you already see Mike? I I just I, I didn't pay attention to who's and in who's it. in it, Pat. Chris Evans, Zoe Saldana, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Edris Elba, Jason Patrick. It's a big big cast there. Yeah. Is Pooch the uh, the soldier you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought, uh, what's his name from the hangover, you know, uh, Rocket Rocket. I thought he was in it too, no? Not showing up here, but could be. What's his name again? What's Rocket's name? Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Bradley Cooper. There you go. I always put you on the spot. <laughs> I'm deflecting my shame. Well, the only reason I was able to pull it is because Patrick was on the spot, not me. You put <laughs> yeah. me on the spot, Patrick would have been blurting it out. I, <laughs> that's You're the way right. it works. Anyway, did you have more, Mike? Sorry. No, that was it. Okay. Well, I think you only showed us five. Did you show all ten? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's yeah the first batch there. And uh Okay. Oh no, see yeah, I don't well I didn't see it when you showed it then, but yeah. uh yeah, you were commenting about how that pup kinda looks like Arlen, right? Yeah, Pooch looks like your dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Pooch is an actual dog soldier. Yes. <laughs> He's played by a human being in the movie, I guess. Or maybe it's an animated dog, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But great they're all great, obviously. obviously. Those are awesome covers. Yeah, yeah. That, we we kind of had a private conversation amongst ourselves about uh, Joe Kubert and, and his war books, and uh, yeah, those uh, those covers uh, they're just iconic. I think within that within that genre. Yeah, I like your Kubert gif <laughs> in that one conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we talked about it last week about how it was uh, how you say his name Kubert. Which is the way I always said it, or Kubert, and obviously Johnny going to the school, um, he would know more than that, <laughs> better than the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. So for anybody out there that's wondering, um, this isn't going to be a part of uh, my. In case you didn't know, thing. Um, it's. it's uh, I thought for sure that's what it was going to be when you started, Mike. Uh, I was like, here comes Kubert. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, it's Joe. Kubert, not Kubert. Anyway. So you're destined to be annoyed forever every time we talk about this. Then. No, it's just Kubert sounds. Better. I know, I know. I'm just kidding. By the way, that was a great game. I love that game. Anyway, <laughs> it was a great game. <laughs> great oh game, man! Great if I me, Adam, uh, I'm going to take that uh, old Atari game. See if I'll find it. Would that get me kicked out? Would he kick me out? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That would be that would be hilarious though. Especially if, you know, well, you'd imagine that he's had this conversation before. 
and people have put that together. So it might be, it, it could be a great moment if you do that. I think even better I would be asking for a sketch of Cuber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not his dad or brother, but. Right. The orange character. <laughs> All right. All right. Good stuff, though. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. I'm actually ready for the meme segment this week, too. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, I only have one. I only have one. You ready? You got to think on this one. And, right. and I'm, let me put this out there. I didn't make these memes. I'm, I'm picking these up off the internet. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. They make me chuckle, and they're kind of geek related or, or something like that. Um, that's what. That's what. I, how I pick them. I saw this. One. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. So I need more work. Do you have anything for me? So that's Mando. And uh, I can't remember his character's name. Grief Karga. Yeah, so he goes, I want these three brought in cold. It's personal. So yeah, you've got, uh, there's that uh, Dolph Lundgren from, uh, what's his name, Ivan? Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago. Yeah. Rocky. Moore. Then the Predator. The one that killed Apollo Creed. Yep. Who Greek Carga played, of course. Yeah. Predator. Then, Predator. Then, obviously the funny one, the alligator. The croc yeah, the alligator from... Uh, Happy Gilmore. It took his hand. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Anyway. Yeah, that is a good one. That is a good one. And you know, they have an app called the Meme Generator where I made a few memes for Exceller. I don't know whether you were a part of Exceller at that point yet, Pat. Do you remember? Yeah, we were yeah. back and forth doing some of those. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I should, should revive some of those for these because they're original. They're classic. Yeah, yeah. Even though they aren't exactly funny, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any, Pat? Yeah, I got one that's a visual. Okay. <laughs> that's messed up. <laughs> you got okay. Game? Yeah, that's what I'm 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 analyzing here. Okay. So this is Obi-Wan basically forecasting to Anakin this is how he's gonna end up kind of thing. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> But I'm just going to say this, that cake looks like Luke, though. I know. It does. <laughs> Some dark humor in the meme-ish. <laughs> Anything with uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin is always, that's the way they go. They go straight to the dark side with the humor. You know, not to nitpick this, uh, but you know what would this? You know what would make this meme perfect? Is if that were Darth Maul standing there and was on the cake. Because he oh, actually... Dark Maul in half, yeah. And it would be funnier too because it wasn't a, you know, of the whole conflict of their relationship. They actually just hated each other. So, so I'll butcher your meme there, Pat. You're welcome. Sorry. <laughs> well, I got another one that could be potentially worse. Okay, let's see. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, he's all about during uh, during um, rebels, making him feel bad about being a clone. Although he obviously didn't participate, so you know. Right. 
You know who that is, Mike? Um. Yeah, on the right there. Yeah, who's the right? Yeah. Um. Was that what's his name, Kanan or whatever? Yeah, nice. Who's yeah. on the left though? Wilford Brimley. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I picked that because he's kind of. I'm sort of getting there, Captain yeah, Rex yeah. territory. It, uh, yeah, look yeah. At that. yeah that's Captain that. Rex. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me. Don't don't get rid of that. I'm I'm gonna work on a meme for next week. <laughs> okay. All right, we're good. <laughs> you know, you can just play this video and screenshot it after. You don't have to take a picture. Of <laughs> yeah, I could, but then I'd have to find it. And, uh, <laughs> not as spontaneous well, I, and funny either okay so i got one that this is i mentioned this earlier actually that this was something i was unaware of until i saw this meme or not unaware of but it, i didn't it didn't uh you know uh res, you know it didn't i didn't realize it until i saw this meme hmm. so is that the actor that played spawn yeah and he's in Batman. And he's in Dark Knight. Yeah. Did not know that. I, I'm with the Joker there. Oh no, the Joker knew who he was. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Which, so I, I got. I, I definitely wanted to pick this one mostly because I didn't know, and, and I'm glad you guys didn't know either. But it's not really that funny. But it is kind of. Like, <laughs> What's educational? Right. <laughs> yeah, educational memes work too. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm serious. I'm gonna I'm gonna track down the uh, old memes I made because for a minute there I was oh, yeah. with myself making those. Yeah, a lot of them are probably inside jokes though, so they might not be that funny. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, actually, it's funny. Everything happens. You know, kind of coincidentally. We mentioned the same things recently in the group. We mentioned when Johnny left the group. And I think right around the time I was making those memes, was, we were getting, we were just getting kind of tense with trivia. It was just, there was a tenseness in the air and I was making it worse with those memes. <laughs> That's not exactly why Johnny left, of course, but uh, uh, I think that was right around the same time. Right. But I'm going to track them down and, and see if any could possibly be funny without having them be inside the open. So. <laughs> but another good, great idea, Mike, with the memes. Definitely. Right. Thanks. I think this means uh, that we don't have a unique topic for the week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> about a two and a half hours in. Somebody <laughs> working a meme about uh, unique topics and uh, variant covers and throw that up next week. So it's a good time to bring this up. The, what we talked about at the beginning of the show. We'll get Mike's wheel together. And then, like I said, we'll stick with what I watched, Mike's pick three, and your collectibles, Pat. And then we'll make a wheel of all the other possible segments we have. And Mike will spin the wheel and, and determine the, what other three segments it'll be. <clears throat> so then maybe we can get under two hours. <laughs> I doubt it, but we'll try <laughs> Do you want to start that next week, Mike? Yeah. Does that sound good to you, Pat? Yeah. Well, here's yeah. the big question, and I'm glad I just asked that. So what, when should we determine to be able to plan, obviously? Next week, we'll spin it. 
I know, but what day in particular so it gives us time to plan for the show? Next week. Oh, Sunday? <laughs> yeah. Well, well so during the, Sunday okay. the following week, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so next Sunday, we're going to spin a wheel on the show yeah. that will determine the following Sunday's segment. That's yeah. a good idea. Good idea. Good. Let me write that down. <laughs> Tune in for that wheel spin, folks. That sounds fun. If I had the, the right equipment in my garage, I'd build a reel in back here <laughs> that I can spin and it would go click, 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 click. You know, actually yeah. you had that, after you showed me that uh, wheel app, I actually did some research to try to find one because that, that is so much fun when you're like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Rather than doing it on your phone, man, they're they're not cheap. I bet. Every cheapest one found like seventy five bucks or something. You know? Every other vendor at Heroes Con had one of those wheels at their booth, trying to draw you in, you know, some kind of yeah. enticement to win something free or get a discount or some such. And they work really well on kids. Let me tell you. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's fun to just spin the wheel, regardless of what you get. Yeah. <laughs> All right, which brings us to speaking of taking notes, <laughs> the recap. Uh, I think Pat just went first last. I thought we had an introduction for that, but all right. We do. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, okay. I'm filling as I find my intro. Oh, I get so it. Pat went first last, so uh, Mike's going to be first this week. quotations there you go see how i perfectly quotated is that the right way to say that the johnny's because yeah johnny's recap <laughs> been right. a few few months since it's been actually johnny. yes it's been johnny but anyway go ahead uh, what mike what you got my my contribution is going to be rubbish here um <laughs> marvel corner boxes are great we all love them we do we do that uh did you know that new segments are great? <laughs> I did know that. I knew that. Um, we can't talk about anything in, in singles. It's like, you know, we're kind of like a Pringles show. We can't mention just one. We always have to mention multiple whenever we mention anything. Mike? Yeah, I don't have that one. <laughs> Matt? My mind was over. Yeah, be sure to, uh, before the next uh, game, be sure to get your Cosmo Ball Fantasy League picks in. <laughs> All right, that's I, I had a different one, but that, you just reminded me of the next one then. Is don't sleep on movies that might look like they're trash because of the poster. <laughs> they, could, they could really surprise you, Mike. Still you with, you didn't can we just skip right by then? Okay, Pat. Uh, I only got one more. <laughs> Happy early birthday to Kevin. Oh, thank you. There you go. Thank you, thank you. Um, the last one I wanted to say is Hasbro mashups 
don't exactly make sense to everyone. <laughs> All right, that was a good recap. I guess those are kind of like uh, banana peanut butter sandwiches. I mean, either you love them or you don't. You know, I like them, but I bet you. I don't know. I've, I've actually had this conversation with some people. I don't know anybody who likes peanut butter. Now, obviously, there's people that don't like peanut butter. But I don't know anybody that likes peanut butter that doesn't like a peanut butter banana sandwich. That's Both my, my kids and my wife. So I blame they, her. They like peanut butter, but they don't like peanut butter butter banana sandwiches? Yeah. Let me ask you this, because I'm, I'm going to guess what the answer is. Did you ask them if they want to try it, and they didn't even want to try it, right? Right. Exactly. Boom. That's how well, kids are. like bananas. Oh, okay. So, I guess so that well. should be the cap. But the other two like both. But they don't even want to try it. I don't know if Emily's ever tried it, but Marcus. That drives me nuts when my kids do that. When I ask them about something that they want to try, and they don't even want to try it. I made a rule a long time ago. Hey, if it gets brought up and someone likes it, you're trying it. So try it <laughs> once. I even have that. I've had that policy for myself since I was a kid, too. It's probably John that came up with it, uh, my mm -hmm. previous stepdad. He, and and the, the only time it was ever regret on my part was uh, caviar. You ever had caviar? No, I hate that stuff. Never tried yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell we're from different households, then, like types of parenting styles. But anyway. It's horrible. Don't waste your time. Right. Well, I think it's, both of my parents like, just like it also. So. <laughs> tastes like fish poop. Yeah. Uh, it's so gross. And it was like super expensive. It was one of those little tiny ones. And John was like, oh, you can have one little try because it was like $100 or something. This was like in the 80s, you know? Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll try because it, it looked cool. It looked mm -hmm. like jello. Or I mean, uh, jelly, you know? Oh my God, I wanted to puke. For an hour and you couldn't spit you know, it out it, it was like it was probably like flavor in your mouth you can't get rid of it what it was probably like 20 dollar bite you can't spit that yeah, out yeah. i couldn't spit it out right, right. all right all right so i guess we're ready to close it out then all right. yeah we just started a whole new show caviar <laughs> right. and collectibles in the yeah. golf <laughs> okay so just a few reminders a few reminders uh Please take the poll and answer the trivia question through the Spotify app and uh, subscribe to, comment on, retweet, follow, like, and or share Acceler Comics on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube to be entered in the Scruffles Gold giveaway. We're at 31. We're getting there. We've actually moved up at least one for the last three weeks now. So another 20 weeks. We'll have it. <laughs> But please hook us up, okay? Um, and I actually, you know, if we get enough poll answers, I've got some fun plans for polls I'm not even going to mention, but if we if we ever get some participation in some polls, I'd like to do some things. So anyway, uh, also, uh, you can check out a podcast or the podcast of a edited version of this live stream that will be posted no later than Tuesday. Uh, then check out our Very Variant show on Whatnot at 7 p.m. on Friday. And uh, you can get the second and third words of the Fun Fan Freebie phrase by doing both of those things. And then, of course, uh, please uh, come back 
next Sunday for more fun. And uh, I, you know, I've been I've been pretty consistent with putting segments out, kind of randomly but consistent throughout the week uh, to check out individual segments of the show. If you don't have time to check out the whole thing, or if you know you like one thing in particular uh, that you want to check out, you know, so. Uh, the last thing is the you got a deal lot is mine at gmail.com is a way to claim the mystery lot box. So, how about do we got a message here? Yeah, Steven. I don't know why my screen's being weird right now. What's it say? Can you see it? Yeah, it's he said yuck. So, I don't know if he's talking about the peanut butter banana sandwich or the caviar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my yeah, I'd lay yeah. money with the caviar. Yeah, I'm going to guess that, too. Yeah. So. All right. We good? We done? We're done. All right. Hopefully thanks, we're talking about the whole show now that I think of it. <laughs> Let's hope not. I don't think you'd do that to us. Yeah. We don't want to lose our big fans. So. Right. Uh, but don't forget that appreciating great art is awesome. And reading a great story is fun. So why not pick up a comic book and do both? Excel out. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you listen to this podcast, participate in the Fun Fan Freebie Phrase Giveaway. You probably already know you could hear the second word of the phrase after this podcast's intro. You can still find out what the first word of the phrase is by watching the video of the Season 2, Episode 36 live stream from July 10th, 2022. It is still available on YouTube and Facebook at Excella Comics. While we would definitely like you to experience the full live stream, there's no need. You can hear the first word of the phrase near the beginning of the show. Find out what the third word of the phrase is by watching our live broadcast of the Very Variant Show at Exceller underscore comics on the WhatNot app, Friday, July 15th, 2022 at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or you can listen to the edited version of that show that will be posted as a podcast no later than Saturday, July 16th, 2022. Again, you can hear the third word of the phrase right after the intro. Once you have all three words, it's time to head to ExcellerComics.com and submit the phrase. If you're located in the contiguous United States and are the first listener to send us the correct three-word phrase through a message on our website, either through the chat balloon or the We're Here to Help button at the bottom of the website, we will message you back that you've won. Once you've received the message that you've won, we just need you to reply back with your name and address so we can send you at least one of the comics that we gave a Get It or Better review to during the Get It or Forget It comic book review segment of our latest podcast. We'll even ship it to you at no charge. Every week that goes by without someone giving us the correct fun fan freebie phrase, we'll add at least one more comic from the review segment to the prize pool. The freebie added this week is a copy of The Bunker Number 1. Along with Crimson Rain number five, Jurassic League number two, and the new Fantastic Four number one, that makes four comics in the prize pool at this time. To add on to that, if you answer the trivia questions correctly through our podcast question on the Spotify app, we will give you a 10% discount towards any of our listings on eBay at Acceler underscore comics. Lastly, if you allow us to share your name, picture, and what comics you receive from us on our various social media platforms, as well as our live stream and podcasts, we will give you a 15% discount towards any of our listings on eBay. If you get both of our extra options, you would receive a total of 25% off of any of our listings.
Thank you for listening to our podcast, watching our live stream, and participating in the fun fan freebie phrase giveaway. Spread the word.